welcome, welcome everybody to a brand new episode of Conversation for a Day. Welcome, welcome. Podcast. Back. <laughs> I'm Rev Frankie. I got my mans, Khalilo. And today we got a great episode. We got, a, I mean, a community, a group of people here. 100%. So, <laughs> second time, we have Sigma Leo in the house. What's up, bro? What up, people? Welcome find back. me on YouTube, Sigma D Leo. If you want to hear anything anime, that's where you're going to find me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Page two. <laughs> we got two great ladies here. So we have Mahuska. How are you doing? Hi. Welcome, Thank welcome. you for inviting me. For sure, for sure. And lastly, we have the great Bila. that's a big a big introduction thank you so much for inviting me like i said this is an honor and i'm really happy to be here absolutely everyone it's gonna be fun i I love the style today you know you're you're coming in with the orange penguin swag on i see you i see you you're doing good Yo, Kalilo, she knew that we had a podcast, so she came ready for the Oh, podcast. I had to. I had to. Absolutely. absolutely. Same with Maruka, to too. You know, you guys got your swag on point, and I like that. I like absolutely. that. I, I appreciate it. I see you too, say. <laughs> so, so, pretty much, yes. we got here looking fly. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, right away, you can tell we're going to have a great episode. So, yeah, Frankie, what's good for us today? Yeah, so the, the topic for this week um, is going to be about equality. And I think it's going to be a great subject that we can have, we can debate on, have, you know, interesting perspective on it. So first, we always like to do like, um, ask people, like when we tell you like, hey, what is equality to you? Like, I want to hear everybody, like, what's your definition of equality? So who wants to start? I guess I'll go first. So my definition of equality is the same, you know, Mm. things for example, I would say when we use the term, are men and women equal? Mm-hmm. I often say no, because to me, equal means the same. Mm-hmm. Like they're equally as important, but it doesn't mean that they're of equal value, if that makes any sense. Okay. Maybe if you can elaborate just a little more for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like where you're going with that, though. But yeah, go deeper so, with it. So the term equal, and the, like there's a difference between equality and equity. Mm-hmm. Equity means like we have to treat everybody the same and people are equally as important. People are equally as valuable, but equal as itself means they are the same. Mm-hmm. So to me, equal means the same. Okay. Yeah. I feel yeah. your perspective. Cause I mean, there's like, there's so many ways to look at equality. So, I mean, there is that branch, which is hundred percent too. Um, but I don't know if I were to define equality, I would say, I would say that, I mean, like, yeah, we're all equal to a degree that like, you know, I, I guess in terms of opportunity, we should have all, we should have the same kind of opportunities uh, when like, you know, going after something, you know, going after a goal or something like this. Like, so I, I feel like um, if I were to define it, I would, I would like, it would be more towards opportunity than like, oh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it, but that's how, I, that's how I put it. <laughs> what? Yeah, hear the, the female perspective. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's the men's goal. I think for me, equality is acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're talking about like restorative justice, we're talking about equal rights for people of color, gender pay gap, race pay gap. Um, and not only that, but even like people, we're talking about equality to be treated the same, but I don't need to be treated the same as people who need more than me. 
So I need their needs to be met as well as well as mine. So I don't really like get upset about that because people are like, we're not, well, she's getting more for that and I'm not, and that's not equal. But I mean, do I need that necessarily? Like if I don't have health issues, do I need like all those health days as the same as someone who's sick from cancer? Mm -hmm. And then people would be like, but that's not equal, but I don't need it. I just need it to be like um, for each of our needs. I think exactly. we have to be met differently. I think, you know, the system is built as if we were all the same. And I don't think that's true. So I don't think there's going to be equality until we acknowledge that people are different. People okay. don't start at the same place. You know, there's people who are born with more money and more opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I think there's going to be racial bias as well. So acknowledgement mm -hmm. of bias as well. So That's true. I really, really like uh, what Mahuska said and mm -hmm. to piggyback on, on what um, she was saying that I think equality is definitely like a big umbrella term, but um, equality definitely um, is, is different for like each person yeah. in terms of, um, I think being able to have access to um, the resources and services that uh, we need um, mm -hmm. yeah. at the same at like the same that uh, that anyone c would if would, that makes uh, sense like uh, everyone yeah. should be able to um, have access to this yeah to the services that they need um, mm -hmm. easily without without uh, having to jump through hoops without mm -hmm. um, having to have a bunch of obstacles put in the way like the like l'habilité. Um, the um sorry i'm like switching it really? <laughs> yeah. being able to to um navigate the like the different institutions with ease as um the, the a very small group of people uh do so mm -hmm. i think a level a, 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 a an equal level playing field in that sense but Maruska, i really like what what she said i i fully agree in that sense as well yeah no that's true what you both saying are like they're it's on point and because like everybody's an individual at the end of the day so it's like maybe in the grand scheme of things yeah we're equal but then it's like yeah some some people deserve more attention than others I and mean, for certain type of situations so i mean it might even be a perspective thing too because it's like if somebody's like oh that's not equal they're not really taking the time to look into the situation of what's going on into why this person is, is, is getting service first more than somebody else in like a, well, yeah. that's why to me i'm gonna say like it's not equal because equal would mean that if i would want to look over a wall let's say mm -hmm. and bila wants to look over a wall and let's say i'm already looking over the wall we're gonna give to bila something so she can um she can step on and we can have the same point of view if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So technically, this is for us to be able to see the same thing. I don't need it at all, mm -hmm. right? So somebody could look on the outside and say, well, that's not equal. So that's why it's a tricky word for me. And I, I rather use the word equity. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah, I think also when some people are used to professional, uh, prefer preferential treatment mm -hmm. for a long time, then equal treatment um, will feel like discrimination, yes. you know? And then also when people ha are, have, you know, more, you know, like I said, access to certain um, things that a lot of people don't, whether it's money, um, status uh, and whatnot, 
um, and you look at other people that will get other, um, like um, Vic, Vic said, or sorry, Sigma Leo said, um, like the stacking blocks to help them attain what they need. Yeah. The other person might look at it as, well, I didn't get that, but they didn't need it. <laughs> yeah. Think about your own privilege. Think about what you do have. Yeah. You know? That's a, that's a very big point because I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, it, no matter what tax bracket you're in, you're like, there's a problem for, for every kind of stage in life that you're on, right? Whether you're in a successful stage or whether you're not in a successful stage. So it's like, I mean, there needs to be a certain level of like open-mindedness that has empathy. Cause it's like, if you, if you don't take the time to like, you know, understand that, Hey, there's something else going on, you know, or, um, it's kind of like, um, what was I saying here? <laughs> but like pretty much if you don't take the time to have empathy towards somebody else's situation, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna end up having those type of thoughts that are like, Oh, you know, Hey, why is this person getting, you know, this type of treatment and like, I have to wait in line. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, but I, also think that I have a bigger wallet. How come this person gets to go first? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Sorry, Mariska, you were saying something? No, I was just like going to continue what you were saying. But I also think there's a culture of entitlement when yeah. it comes to people who have always benefited from the system that was built for them. Yeah. So we're talking about like, you look at the United States and it's like, everyone was built equal yet it was they, it was built on slavery. So it's like people, you know, they say one thing, but then you look at how they say, we are the land of like, we are the land of freedom. You know, we are the leaders of the free world, but there's the most people incarcerated and <laughs> there's the most racial discrimination and there's, gender pay gap and there's all these things so when you have that conversation with people who are not willing to engage in that conversation it doesn't really it gives anything productive so <laughs> when you look at it from different perspective just like for Canada people are like oh like all these things doesn't exist anymore but look at representation I don't feel represented like do you feel represented because I don't I look at you know they were talking about politics and they're like oh it's um breaking news worldwide like Canada in the ch chamber of commons has a hundred women out of 330 people and I'm like that's still less than 30 <laughs> like, percent yeah, yeah, like yeah. are we celebrating that there's 70 percent men and 30 percent women like why is that an achievement like mm -hmm. people are like well it's better than it used to be yeah but it's not as great as it could be so that's like why am I celebrating bare ass minimum effort you know like yeah, yeah, like yeah. here's your token stop complaining so, exactly in a situation like that too because I feel like it like you know the grind never stops so as long as they don't like get get comfortable or settle for that kind of like position or it's like, oh, hey, we're, we're 7% now. Okay, that's good. You know, we can celebrate, but hey, let's get back to work because <laughs> it doesn't stop yeah. here. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, once there, once there comes that kind of like level of comfort where, you know, people are just like, hey, we get to celebrate now, tomorrow I can rest in and then they get used to uh, a more comfortable lifestyle. Then they end up settling for like, you know, something that's less than equal. Than equal. You yeah. know, so, yeah. I'm gonna but since the Derek Chauvin trial, you know, they, uh -huh. yeah. they got convicted and now they're like, well, the work is done. They're like, you know, you got your conviction, you see the system works, but <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's gonna take more than one officer. Yeah. Until indigenous people get their full rights, that is, that is oh, the story. In this country, in this country, the mm. source 
and once once we can deal with that yeah. everything else will fall into place like i feel that we need to i think that we obviously we're let's say like the, the black community the indigenous community like we mobilize a lot um though our efforts uh get uh uh, blocked and uh, they make it very difficult for us to mobilize. Mm -hmm. um, but I think like one thing that we need to understand is though there are little things here and there that are important, uh, like little battles, I guess that we, that, that are important that we ne need to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. We have to prioritize, like, I don't know how yet, how this is going to work. Um, but being able to all be on the same page, which is is, is a difficult uh, like so concept difficult. to imagine. But <laughs> yeah. when you separate, like I think, like I I've thought about this a little bit. But when you if you separate like neighborhood region from region, um, each region or neighborhood has a municipal councilor. I feel that people don't understand how important um, knowing who your municipal councilor is is like things at the municipal level is yeah. what affects your day-to-day -day the most. So if each neighborhood could mobilize and congregate and like discuss mm -hmm. and make a list of this is what we want, first and foremost, this mm -hmm. is what we want, this is what we want, this is what we want. Here, Mr. Mun municipal Counselor, yeah. this is what we want you to do. And if he doesn't do it, okay, boom. Or if she doesn't do it, or if they don't do it, boom, move. We'll put someone else in in, else, exactly. in power, you know, that will do that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. about to say too. Oh, sorry, Khalil. I was about to say too that like in Malpin, when it comes to like the like when we're talking about the definition of equality, like I think that equality is kind of like a fantasy. It's like something that we want, but in reality, have we ever been all equal? There's mm -hmm. always been you know, uh, you know, unequal, we've always been living in a world where we've been unequal one way or the other. Uh -huh. So for me, it's hard to be like, oh, like I understand what Bilal was saying, how like about like uh, the First Nation, how like, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty much like the forgotten land, like uh, forgotten people, man, my bad. How mm -hmm. like they, they were the first, you know, I mean, in Canada, but literally we just forgot about them and we forgot about their rights. But then it's like, if we, if we ask the government in the country to treat them well, then there's still gonna be problems when it comes to black people, there's still gonna be other problems. It's like, how can you like have fix all that problem all at once? It's, well, it's really the, hard the to- thing, Sorry, the way that I see it is that though there are intricacies, like some of the things that the black community, for example, uh, deal with versus uh, the indigenous community, um, are there, there are differences, however, if you were to, if we were all to come um, stand behind uh, indigenous peoples and fight with them, okay. what they're asking for is what we are asking for. We're not essentially asking for different things. If you're going to give, if they're going to receive, um, and I'm saying this very like uh, umbrella term, right? But they're like their rights, for example, it's going to be easier for us to get it and then for, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Things are different, but everything is intertwined. Like we just need to prioritize, I yes. think. But that's the thing too I wanted to say is like, okay, for example, like I'm a black person, right? And like, I'm, I'm in favor of like, okay, black rights. Like I want black people to, to level up, to see us progress. 
But if I'm selective on, if I'm choosing to go for my, the black community, my black people, is it possible to be for one community and another one and another one all at the same time? Or is yeah, it- Of course. It's yeah. intersectionality. But, but is your effort gonna be the same in all of those communities? Because like as a black person, I like, I feel more part of the black community because I know what's the black experience. As a first nation, like, I'm not gonna lie, I, I know some things about them, but I'm still pretty ignorant. Where it's like, I feel like if someone tells me something about them, but they're not from the first nation per se, I don't know if, like I'm gonna say it's not valid, but I feel like I need to have a, an experience where I can really be in touch with the first nation to really understand their struggles. I don't know if it makes sense. But kind of like, uh, sorry, Morisco, were you gonna say something? Um, I was yeah. just gonna say like, I feel like that's also the problem that we're having is like, mm -hmm. we think we can only be one minority whose rights are being recognized, whereas it should be all of our rights that are recognized. So right now we're like, we have to choose. So for example, I'm a woman, I'm, bi I'm a biracial, I'm black, I'm Latina, I'm for indigenous rights, I'm for this, so like, why should I have to choose? Why can't the system be good for everyone involved? Yeah, and it's right. just like, it's been like a system that's been working on oppression and discrimination. So we don't see that as something that's obtainable mm -hmm. or possible. So I was thinking, you know, the same way as Bila, they even have for indigenous rights, a law that used to be called the, the Savage Act and it's just like it's the la loi, la loi des sauvages and you're thinking about that so you're basically calling them savages and in the eyes of the law they had the same legal rights as someone who was mentally unstable a criminal and a child and it was written that way in the law to say that indigenous people have the same amount of rights as a minor in front of the law or a criminal or so you see like they can't even they need other people to advocate for them if they were legally oppressed or negated the right to advocate so i think you know yeah 100 yeah. percent. and on top of that like it's also you can even take it on an individual level as well because i mean it, it you know if you're if you're seeing somebody get bullied and you know it's wrong right so i mean you, you don't really have to connect too much or have an experience of your own to 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 know that like hey this ain't, this ain't right, you know? So it's like, if you see your friend struggling, you know, you have to be there for your friend, whether it's just to hear them out or whether it's just to like, you know, cry with them or whatever it is that they need to like support themselves. You know, you go out and you like protest with them, you know, do what it needs to do what needs to be done to, to get their success. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to that, you know, you're, you're the one that's struggling, you know, mm -hmm. they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be there for you just the same way. And it's like, it's that kind of unity that the, that the world needs, yeah. you know, like cultures, you know, being allies with other cultures and like yeah. you know it's, that's how it should be <laughs> and like to it may like to say like i think it obviously makes a hundred percent sense why you would feel closest to your community because that's your and more passionate about your community because that's your that's your community it's the community like that represents you you like you said that's your experience that's what you know however i like i just wanted to kind of make a parallel here like let's say if like what you said um could be translated to you know someone who is outside of the black community being like well I don't understand it and I feel like I would have to like obviously it's good to understand and to learn more mm -hmm. to to feel more like uh, passionate about it but honestly all you really need is is 
is empathy and compassion, understanding like, yo, you're telling me that you're experiencing X, Y, Z. I understand. I see you. I believe you. I see that this is hurting you. What can I do to help you? Yeah. And especially because we, like I said, there are differences between our two communities, but the Black experience and the Indigenous experience is mm -hmm. similar in the way that we are the most degraded like people yeah, on yeah. The of this earth, literally. Exactly. That is the thing that we share with them. So yeah. yes, there are things that they go through that I don't understand. However, I know that um, you are suffering yeah. and you're fighting against a vicious system, a wow. vicious institution that is continuously trying to erase you That's and right. erase me. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's bond together. And <laughs> Other communities too. We have to bond together, and then yeah, let's, I think we can. Yeah, there's a lot of those things where you uh, go ahead, go ahead. And I was just saying, you know, like what tipped the scale for the Black Matters March was that it wasn't only Black people marching. There's like white people, Asian people, Latinos, like everybody was like, "That's not okay," and I'm marching. Mm -hmm. yeah, I like think that. it was nice to see that allyship of all a blend of everybody from different circumstances and background is mm -hmm. fighting against one common denominator. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, as long as it may take, it's like as long as people know that hey, this this is actually a problem that we have to fix. You know, it may not we may not even see the results in our lifetime, but still it's like we still have to put in that work for those baby steps. You know, yeah. still appreciate, you know, the the one case that was solved, you know, even though the day after I think someone else got shot. That was that um Mary Kay or something? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you see, it's, it's something like that. It's like, you know, it's like taking 10 steps or one step forward and then two steps back, you yes. know, and it's like, sure, we may be put in another situation, but it's like, you know, we still have to use what we learned from the last case to like, you know, fight another situation that's going on. And there's so many, there's going to be so many situations simply because there are so many people, right? Each, each person is an individual perspective. Mm -hmm. Some might have a perspective where it's like, hey, you know, I may be killing somebody, but like in my mind, it's right because so and so, right? But then it's like, okay, on the other side, oh, this person is evil, you know, all, the, all this stuff where it's like you're concluding, you know, without like taking the time to, um, to, you know, find out how they got to that point, which is a very hard thing to do, especially for somebody in a situation where it's like, you know, they're dealing with the, the death of a loved one, you know, because you don't want to, you don't want to face that person and like, have a have a conversation just to find out oh what brought you to killing my son you know what i mean it takes a really like kind of it takes some someone else to you know step into that room and then actually have that conversation but it's, it's people like that that like you know actually take those baby steps forward for the for the whole race even you know or not even for the whole race but you know for the whole human race i'd rather say you know also i think like uh if we take the the idea of transformative justice mm -hmm. where one of the 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 i guess the premise of it is encouraging that conversation between the one who has hurt and the person who was hurt mm -hmm. so maybe at yeah, some people like having to face that person and um it can re-victimize and it, it causes a lot of uh yeah pain and stress and et cetera et cetera mm -hmm. but i think that conversation is is important and um 
Can I just ask you a question real quick? When you say like the person who has hurt, that's pretty vague. Can you specify? Oh, like, yeah, who, sure. who do you mean, mean by the person you, that has hurt and the person that's been hurt? Like okay. uh, just an example. Okay, I mean, what's the police officer that exactly. <laughs> that that's the person that hurt, mm -hmm. and then the person or the people, obviously. Oh, so you're talking about like the specific police officer or just the police no, in general? No, this could be this could be in any situation, any any situation where one person has committed um, an act. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wild. Like, that's be, wild. But it could be it could, it doesn't have to be murder either. It, it, it could, could be, be anything. Death. It could be it could mm -hmm. be anything that like was was hurtful. In the world. And maybe that person also was was hurt not in that situation directly but prior and that we should encourage that discussion. But I also think recognition of like um <laughs> racial systemic like you know like when you're talking about has to be recognized from the hurt, but also people who benefit from a system who hurt other people have mm -hmm. to recognize it as well for it to change. Right. You know, not just like police shooting, you have to acknowledge that, you know, like why is there no a racial training for policemen? Why is there, why is that not part of the conversation? You know, why is there so many black people incarcerated for longer periods of time than white people? Or for, if so, there's so many things that need to be acknowledged and not only the police officer that has the gun, but the system that gives the gun to the police officer and lets mm -hmm. him roam the streets. So it's like, if you have a racist on your hand and someone has a history of racism towards minority, why are you giving him a badge? Mm -hmm. like i love that point because that's very yeah. true you have people that like are filing you know they're the people working in policy in the background and yeah the police they're just the frontline workers they enforce what these people approve of right so it's like yeah that's true you know there's the uh, you know they go they do their job they file their forms you know pass these bills go on about their day like they did nothing wrong when in fact they just filed a bill that's going to like maybe destroy seven families or even more 700 families and so on <laughs> also just to continue off like this just made me think like we just we need to stop intertwining ignorance with racism like mm -hmm. ignorance like just means a lack of information on something you know mm -hmm. it means you don't have sufficient information um Ignorance does not absolve you from compassion. Ignorance doesn't drive you to committing heinous acts or to look at someone, another human being in front of you and see, like, look at them as less than. That's not ignorance. That's, that's envy. It's very, well. it's, it's, it's not like a, a innocent, oh, I didn't know any better. You know what you're doing. Mm. Racism, like, it's mean. It's a lack of humanity. Like, this is not something that's, they don't know what they're doing. They, you know what you're doing. When you're being mean to someone, you know what you're doing. You can say hurtful things and realize, oh, you know what? I didn't realize that it was going to be this hurtful. Okay, fine. But I, I'm tired of being uh, intertwined, like hearing, oh, I well, I didn't know any better. I didn't realize. You, you know what you're doing. And that's the danger also is because when you, when we like feed that narrative, then it pushes us who are on the receiving end of racism or whatever else to be uh, paranoid. Now we question ourselves, wait, am I actually, you know, 
Yeah. But that's gaslighting. Yes. Like you, you get it all the time. So there's oversimplification of everything. Mm. So because we have such rash definition of what's sexism or what is racism, people are like, well, I'm not there shooting black people in the street. Therefore, I'm not racist. I'm like, mm. and then they're like, I'm not raping women. So I'm not a sexist. But that's such a broad term and it's so rash. So people feel like they can escape the label because mm-hmm. they don't identify as a, like um, a definition that was written 50 or hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Like if you look mm-hmm. at today, there's so many ways that you can be racist or sexist yeah. and ignorant and all these things. And I think it's a responsibility for people to be like, hold up, like, how can I do better? Like, am I partaking in this? Like, can, where's my responsibility in that? I agree with that just because there's gaslighting all the time. They're like, well, it's better than it used to be. So be grateful. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> people that say that, yeah, like, <laughs> just settle down a little bit, you know? <laughs> but uh, I wanted to also bring up something else. Um, so there's like a philosopher by the name of Spinoza. And he mm-hmm. said something about equality where like his definition was that like all being, like human being has to be one. It's like, is one to be equal? So I wanted to hear you guys. So in that aspect, like looking at the world, do you, are you, are you really like a, are you a believer that all of us can be equal? In that sense, like we can all be connected as one. If you look at different races, how we are constructed, how society is, like you can know, you see something that we can all be one? I do I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yes, simply because I'm gonna take it way back to even like, ancient times just just you know look at our deepest belief systems you know people create religions off of off of belief systems right so i mean based on all the other things that they talk about in religion it all leads to the same kind of principles right so i mean it's you know treat others how you wish to be treated don't kill (laughs) you know i mean it's like it's all these things that like um that all these religions practice so essentially we all have the same ultimate beliefs but then it's like we got we kind of get mixed up in all these situations that like test those beliefs uh you know there's the sharing of information things get distorted with like different stories oh this person said this but this prophet said this you know what i mean but like i feel like through that all there's still that one there's a, even if it's one percent there's still that connection that like leaves it possible but i know Sid, you have something to say so i'm, I'm gonna toss it to you <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna have to say no yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna have to say no I, I think it's a bit of a utopia because i agree with everything that you just said kalilo that the thing that we should thrive for i'm 100 with you there but the reality is I feel like we should acknowledge that human beings have a very dark side. Um, they also have like this need for violence. And at the end of the day, it's automatic. People just like to separate, um, separate in groups, right? People just want to be with their own sometimes. Not all, everyone is like that. But most of the time, you can just look at how people mate. You know, oftentimes, Black people will go with Black people, White people with White people, etc. So people just have this appreciation for like their own group and people who look like them, people who think like them. And in the world that's so diverse and there's so there's so much variety, at some point that dark nature is gonna come out out of somebody. Uh, so I think it's impossible to come to a point where everybody just treats everybody equal. Interesting. That's that's really interesting. I mean, with that, let me see. Cause I mean, yeah, there's that there's that dark side of like humanity, you know. But like, I mean, there are still other people that do, you know, interracial, they, you know mix all these different things right find love you know wherever love finds them right so i mean 
I agree with you to a degree, but I don't know. I still, I still do think, you know, I, I, I like seeing communities that come together, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's that kind of uh, unity where I'm just like, it gives me hope. You know what I mean? It's like, I see that if I can see it in a small scale, what's stopping us from seeing it in a large scale? It'll, it'll take a process, but we know, can see it in the, from in a large scale. Definitely. Uh, but I just mean from what Amy was saying, like just having it for everybody, 100%, I think that's impossible. I think that, some ugliness is always going to come yeah mm-hmm. somebody's always going to test that for sure absolutely mm-hmm. so i i think like obviously yes you look if you are things ever going to be like solidly equal for everyone i think no however mm-hmm. if we look at uh uh first nations their communities pre-european contact mm-hmm. um they they lived actually very very equally and um mm. it was when the europeans yeah. came that yeah. they stripped um the women from their political roles they started they refused to do business with women they were they refused um they really like ostracized women which then created a disbalance but mm. before if you look at a lot of um um obviously there's always going to be issues and whatnot but if mostly they they lived very harmoniously and pretty equally i just but weren't they fighting each other yes obviously humans are always going to fight equality doesn't mean that there's no not going to be any fighting fighting is 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 no i'm talking about like they had their own wars between different clans you know but i don't think that equality means that it's is forever like this i think life is always in motion things are always changing yeah, yeah. but if like i don't i i i don't buy into the narrative that like oh i don't think that things are ever going to be like equal because when i speak with people like you when i speak with my friends when i speak uh, even me i don't think like that i don't i don't i don't think that i'm 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 better than anyone i don't want more than someone else and a lot of people that I speak to they don't think that way either however we live in a system and we've lived in a system for a very very long time that has upheld this narrative oh humans are evil and um this is just the way it is it's yeah. it's impo- we we can't we can't live life any other way but that's not true that is a cop-out to me that is a cop-out that's true it might that's take Sorry, I'm, ta- I'm talking so much right now. No, no, you're good, you're good. I like it, I like it. Yeah, yeah. For well, day, so we're here, we're here. But no, I but feel really like... speaking facts. Yeah. As, a, as a society, we're not being treated equal. Like, people are being treated yeah. very differently, right? Yeah. So I feel like being equal or in a society that's equal means that everybody's always going to have the same exact treatment and no group is going to need a bit more. You know what I mean? No, but there's always, like Mahuska was mentioning at the beginning, there are always going to be disparities disparities, and people that are going to need more than mm-hmm. others, but that needing more doesn't mean that that person is being overlooked or their needs are being overlooked. It just means that in different areas that those people or that person or that community will need more. But also it just makes me think of how racism was constructed. Because a lot of uh, a lot of um, the, the I feel like at the, the at the root and the foundation of mm-hmm. um, 
what would be yeah but um the root of racism no but i i think i agree with bila in the way that like if you look at the root of society like she mentioned that sexism basically was introduced with the colonial system and i agree mm -hmm. and if you look even at tribes in africa you had a lot of matriarch tribes that no longer exist because colonist country came and invade and we're like here's your place now like you were leader once but now you're worth less than a cow so it's like they changed it but also if you introduce they introduce racism as well sexism yeah. everything has been introduced so basically i maybe it's a radical way of thinking it but for me it has to decolonize the colonizers because it's not working it's their system and it's biased so it has to be rewritten. The laws have to be rewritten, like in the way that you keep the good ones, but you also have to introduce the fact that it has to be acknowledgement for discrimination and acknowledgement for other types mm -hmm. of problems that we have and that they're not willing to fix. So It's just like also how we were taught um, many different things. For example, way back when we were taught that having a big nose is ugly, big lips, ugly, dark skin, ugly. These are things that are taught. B the belief that women are naturally or uh, more maternal than men and that men are more naturally aggressive. Mm -hmm. That's These are all things that are taught. It's not true. Uh, yeah. also, there was a class that I was in that uh, where we, st we, we looked at different uh, uh, communities in different parts of the world where men and women, uh, like for example, men were a lot more uh, maternal than what we see here come in Canada, uh, in Europe and the States. And women were more aggressive. They were the ones that were, you know, uh, leading like more matriarchs and whatnot. But these are all things that can are taught and they can be un untaught as well. It takes time though, it takes time. I think it goes beyond teaching though, because yeah. when you talk, like when I talk about the system, it goes beyond individualistic beliefs. It's a system that translates into everyday actions, custom mm -hmm. traditions, you know, like everything is enabled by the law and by the system. So mm -hmm. basically the fact that women are more maternal or seen that way is because for hundreds of years, they were kept in the dark and kept into positions legally where they didn't have a choice but to be a mother. So people have traditions from what was left from before. Yeah. So if you think about it that way, it's just like you look at the system and the system has a law and it translates into everything. It touches everything. It touches the culture and the beliefs and the traditions and the way that women are addressed and minorities are addressed or indigenous rights are addressed. And it goes so, so would you guys say that men and women are the same? Are you cool? No, we're not saying they're the same. I think every single human being is different. However, there, there are these fundamental differences that we believe that are fundamental that are not true they're actually constructed like for example women are more maternal men are not 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 maternal maternal etc 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 that's not true that's i wouldn't say that women are more maternal is anyone hearing that echo yeah. Oh, I heard it for a second there. I think okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that women are more maternal, but when we look at uh, data, women tend to go for jobs who have, um, they, love, they love to deal with people, right? Those are the but, jobs that they choose. And men but, tend to deal more with things. That's when we're just looking at stats of people 
choosing like let's say for a country like those nord um nordic countries when we push women to do things like to go in stem fields but they still manage to choose um fields who are who are have to deal with like people and stuff you know so at the end of the day it's like we have to ask ourselves why even when they're pushed to do stem fields they tend to not choose stem fields and it's even at a uh, lesser rate than countries like um north america canada usa people here where we think that they are more oppressed they go for stem fields even on a, at a higher rate than people back in north country you well, know what, what i mean I, yeah i do um but what i've learned is that for a very long time women were only allowed to work when they were allowed to work were only allowed to work in the caregiving fields that was for the longest time the only types of jobs that they were allowed to have Nerd. so naturally you would find more women in these fields and because this is a logic that is taught oh women are more maternal they like to they more genuinely like to to take care of others and whatnot um because this is taught in society um and even like if you look uh in schools and how uh what uh how what women are what girls are encouraged to to, to pursue and whatnot they're pushed in a certain direction it's not it's not necessarily because they are some people are of course some people are dr drawn to it but we have to think back that it's not just oh we just want to for a very long time this is what we were restricted to mm -hmm. and then like we say things are taught think ways of thinking ways of being a force de faire des choses pendant des années des années des années well it makes sense why we see more women in these types of fields versus uh science mathematics mathematician whatever yeah you know it kind of has me thinking of um like uh <laughs> kind of like warfare you know what i mean because it's like if, if if one group is trying to gain control over like territory or you know be it whatever it may you know like any kind of thing that they're after control over uh you know the style of gaining that type of control you know it, it goes into a lot of things so it's like you you know you get to see it with like you know the, the you know slavery times how humans were degraded into thinking that they were something lesser than anybody else you know so you have all these systems even like women being put down on a, on a lower pedestal than men you know so like uh with that comes all these roles where it's like oh no 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 i'm sorry you're a woman yeah you you know you can only do this or you know you know, barefooted, mm -hmm. pregnant, you know, get, get my food ready, all that, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, so it's like, yeah, as the years do go by, you know, you do find this becoming a norm. And it's like, if somebody's trying to imagine, like, it's like boys versus girls, women versus men. And it like, it is a war or something going on. It's like, all these are like, they, they could be seen as like tactics per se, you know, because it's like, whatever the system is trying to get out of like, oh, these are the people of the world. And in here, you'll find these type of people. In here, you'll find these type of people. The system is kind of trying to like map things out, right? But then if it's done in a way without equality, then that's when people should, you know, rise up. Because it's like, if you get fed uh, the same type of material of like, this is what a family is like, then you're going to miss all the other type of families that are actually out there. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes it's the wife that goes out and, you know, gets the bread it comes back home, you know, the, the husband is like uh, the caretaker of the family and it's comfortable that way. You know, other times it's the reverse. It's the man that goes 
uh, the women, you know, stays or they both go. <laughs> you know what I mean? They both go to work. So, so I have a question for okay. you. Yeah, go for it. So why is it, because obviously I like to challenge people. Yeah. Why, why is it that uh, couples where women out-earn their husband have a higher rate of divorce than when the men out-earn their women? That like those those data or those numbers kind of are showing that women are not satisfied by their men when they're out earning him, and men don't care. I think that also has to do with toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah, I just suppose. So is it is so you're putting it on men or like you're putting? No, I'm not putting it all on men, but I can tell you that a lot of men don't like women earning more than them, and I've had firsthand comments from men who are like, "Why are you doing all those studies when you can just be a wife and be a mom and have all those bigoted ass comments?" So if you have that conversation with men, some men are not ready for women to earn more than them. They see that as a threat to their masculinity. They're like, am I still a man? And that creates all sorts of problems in the relationships. I'm not putting all the blame on men, but each relationship is going to be different. If the man is not receptive to having a, a woman who earns more than them or having different types of gender roles in the relationships that are switched. Mm-hmm. You can't so that's one side of the coin, right? No, but you can't expect me to be making all this money and then come home and serve you. So, <laughs> so basically, it also switches because the man who was the breadwinner maybe isn't that role anymore. So they have to share chores in the house. He can't expect yeah. for because before the woman was like, well, I'm home all day. You're working all day. So I will serve you in the way that take care of the house and take care of these things but Mm. now the woman has her own job has her own career so you can't expect her the burden to be all on her too so it has to be shared so when it comes to a point where they're not willing to share I think that creates issues so you have to be with someone who understands that those chores are going to be shared and the roles are going to be shared and it's not going to because on top of that it makes sense it makes sense I'm gonna just add on to that too because I mean it's like it's it's rough it's rough because it's like you know, but let's say all you, all you have to do is find teamwork. Oh, you know, 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one gets the money, the other one takes care of things, and there's that balance. You know, the couple may have that understanding, but then as they go on throughout their days, you know, based on shows that they're watching, things that they're being, like, fed, you know, on mm-hmm. social media. Oh, you know, it's like, man, it had to be the alpha male. You have to do this. You have to get this. If, you're, if your woman is taking care of you, you're not really the man. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're hearing all these things from maybe um, their favorite, like, podcasts or their or like their favorite shows so I I'm, the culture. yeah so on top of that like i'm just saying it's like um it adds to the 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 uh the tests of like uh perception you know what i mean it's like is your ego kind of being ticked by this if so why you know what i mean because it's like do you because i noticed that you know couples in that kind of a situation they may end up having a fight that doesn't require that level of high emotion but because of what they're being exposed to now, they, 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 they're trying to think for their partner and being like, oh, you know, oh, you, you think because you get the money, you run the rules here or anything like that. You know, like those kind of mm. those kind of situations arise. Maybe, off of like but other- maybe the problem when like Victory brought up the stats, maybe the thing like I know Bilal mentioned something about like conditioning. Maybe some of the reason why maybe when the female makes more than the men, why maybe ends up in divorce is maybe psychologically because of how we've been conditioned if the woman makes more than the men and after a while the like from how maybe the girl viewed the world or how she grew up if she says a man doesn't match the expectation of what society has built maybe that would maybe create a 
certain like um, unbalance that could maybe lead to divorce. Mm -hmm. like, like in consciousness, mm -hmm. like not even uh, it, but maybe you're like, oh, like, okay, I'm for now I'm fine that I'm making more, but mm -hmm. it's not, it's not really ingrained in me that that's like, you know, we've been taught and like there's roles. So you have to, I feel like there's two sides of the coins as you're saying, yes, there's definitely the side of the man who cannot handle the woman making more money. But there's also the side of a woman who's not content with a man that's not making as much money as her. Because plenty of men are okay with that, but they're just considered like bum, you know? Mm. Yes, mm. yes. There, there is that narrative of definitely I like think if also the cultural heritage comes into play. Like when yeah. you think about like having tradition from other countries that include gender roles and that are given to you as a second generation immigrant, where do you go from there? So like, if you look at my dad's country, for example, like in Dominican Republic, women are expected to act a certain way in house. So do I, so if you're a Dominican male that grew up that way, do you normalize that and expect that? And I'm talking about my experience, but it could be any types of other country or religion as well, you know, to have been raised with certain ideals for women and men and religion as well so it's like it's up to you you know like the person could want their spouse to live up to what has been taught mm -hmm. them. so and this is a very interesting topic that i want to bring up right because now we're i, I believe that most people on this panel are, are straight or you know at the very least bi so at the end of the day when it comes to attraction men are attracted to different things than women in general Oh, sorry, come again? <laughs> like, like men and women are not attracted to the same things. For example, most women would like to be with a man who's taller than them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we're not attracted to the same thing at the end of the day. So I feel like when people are, are like raising children and they say, you, maybe you want to be this way, maybe you want to be that way. I feel like maybe this is just uh, them trying to look out for that person, mm -hmm. you know, because let's say I come up to you to, to a straight woman and I have like the most feminine voice or by feminine, I mean like I'm like big hand gestures and I, I, I talk like a gay best friend. This may reduce, like, let's say I was your type physically, you're not gonna be as attracted after you hear me speak, right? Or tell me if I'm wrong, because I don't wanna go too far if I'm completely wrong. Sure, sure, sure. But in general, like in general, if you're a straight woman, and I come up to you specifically with big hand gestures and I'm talking like this. Nah, nah, nah. So how are you going to feel if you were initially attracted to me physically? Uh, I'm not sure, but like I've had growth, like some of my friends that dated more feminine men. And it's just like a, it's a question of preferences at the end of the day, like whether like I feel about it, like me and Bila, we don't have the same type. Like it <laughs> doesn't mean like, you know, like that the person that she likes or the person that I like, it's not a reflection on all women. It's just a reflection on me. And a reflection Absol on Absolutely. Like, I agree with you. There's always going to be like exceptions. Not everybody's the same, but in, like when we're talking general, like most people, what are we going to see more often? That's also, what I'm going to try to but point. The specific also, example that you're using is mostly because there's lingering homophobia and biphobia. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say. We can bring up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bila. Oh, no. I was going to say, for example, being straight doesn't mean I am just attracted to a male, a big, strong alpha male. Yeah. That's not what being straight means necessarily. It just, um, like, 
you can be, for example, straight and be attracted to a more uh, quote unquote feminine uh, person uh, or um, be attracted to a more masculine quote unquote um, woman. And it's just, it's a spectrum. I don't, I think obviously you're gonna run into some people that are like, oh, I'm like just attracted to like a man and I don't like anything else. And I think that that has also, a, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak on that. because I think that's very, sexuality is very, very personal to, to, to people. Like it's very, it, there's not a one size fits all. Um, but if someone is going to be turned off by a more feminine man, then I think that person has to question. I mean, it, because I wouldn't say that that's necessarily like homophobia if you're turned off by well, a man like that. I wouldn't. I, mean, I wouldn't go this that far I, because I, you have reference. I think saying you know? homophobia, I, saying lingering homophobia in the way that we put men in boxes, in the way that yes. we expect them to be the alpha male at all times. Yeah. Men have feelings. Men have to be this. So when we are talking about more mm -hmm. femininity men. What is a feminine man? We see women as a weakness and something as repulsive yeah. that we don't want to see in men. Oh, so it's just yeah. like sexism and misogyny mm -hmm. at the end of the day. But mm -hmm. yeah, men can be feminine and be just as quote unquote manly, just like a girl could be or a woman can be just as Harry girly. Styles, for example. Have, like, you know, like, um, yeah, I think it, it just. I feel like you can break that up into like so many different kind of examples though. Cause it's like, yeah, you know, uh, for example, you're on a dating site, <laughs> you see somebody, they look good. You talk to them on the phone and it's like, oh damn, <laughs> you know, they have, they have the voice that you don't like, or maybe, maybe uh, I hear, you know, like women like some bass in a man's voice, you know, some women find that attractive, but then, mm. you know, if they have the opposite of what they're looking for, you know, that bitch kind of guy, you know, sounds like your cousin or something like this, mm. you might not go for them. <laughs> right? But, so it's like preference, I, right? Like what you were saying? That, that is honestly a discussion, a whole other discussion, I think, for, because we, I feel like there's just so much to say about, <laughs> about this. We, we just can't delve into that, but I just, I think the last thing that I will say on this is that um, people can be and express themselves in, in any which way that they want and it doesn't make them any less of a woman or any less of uh, a man based on how they act. Mm. Um, and it all comes down to preference. If someone wants to be turned off because a man is more feminine, then okay. But they confuse femininity with sexuality because yes, you can absolutely. have a man that likes more quote unquote womanly things and they're straight. So but also, what, why are the, the whole this is feminine and this is masculine, yeah. this is for boys, this is for girls is also a very problematic thing because yeah. archaic. people are people we're human we can be drawn to literally everything and anything and nothing is meant for one type of person that's not yeah, it, true it goes back to what we were saying about like how society you know has been like feeding us this stuff this stuff for so long when in, yeah. fact, in fact you'll find you find almost anybody everywhere and i think that you know the the, the more that the, the more that the years pass 
you know, you, you, you find people that like are trying to change the flow of the world. You know what I mean? Like whether it's through justice or whether it's through accepting someone else's totally different lifestyle, you know, something that maybe wasn't accepted before, but now it's coming into play and like they're having a louder voice, they're changing the game. You know, they're doing all these things that like uh, change what, what normal is. So, I mean, it's a very fluid concept at the end of the day. I mean, <laughs> I, I do I, I do have to say this though I believe yeah. in um, like complementary so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if let's say the man is more feminine the woman is more masculine I believe that as long as there's this yin yang dynamic it's gonna work out whoever is holding the uh, masculine That's title and the very- feminine title yeah their own normative way of describing what? attraction because if you look I have friends that are getting married or two girls they could be both very feminine there's not the the masculine dynamic sure sure but at the end of the day there's always going to be somebody in that relationship who's going to have more masculine energy even if to the world they're both feminine i think the point of having a lesbian uh, relationship is to have no masculine energy whatsoever the point is it's just like you're being a woman and you would like certain things but i, I gotta disagree woman but for example like I, if, if you think oh sorry Bila, but like if you think of, <laughs> of, of like nature for example how we say like hey men are physically stronger than women right and when we talk about like you know when girls are like um, you know they say they're looking for someone that can protect and there's an insecurity but uh-huh. that not make sense in nature like I'm like, I, Wait, I feel what? like, okay, so you know, like, <laughs> sorry, let, sorry, me, sorry. Yeah, let me repeat. <laughs> so, like, when it comes to nature, is there not like our biology and how we are, you know, built and everything? Like, when we talk about, for example, like differences between male and female, like, uh-huh. if we talk about like, uh, like just physical strength, how like men are stronger than women physically, we say, right? So, like, when we talk about like, if a woman, like, are okay, for example, if I ask Bila and Maruska, like, when you look at a man, for example, like, do you look at um, something like you need like security or protection from that guy? Or do you think that you can offer that in that relationship? It, like, also, I, I, I just want to say okay. quickly that uh, uh, this whole innate um, nature versus uh, what would be, or yeah, nurture, biology, <laughs> a lot of that is men and women are not (laughs) that different biologically and uh, there's this uh, quote from Simone de Beauvoir la biologie n'est pas notre destinée um things like people want to 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 and this is this is where it gets dangerous and uh, when we try to like explain obviously there are differences biologically but like okay maybe we want to talk about physical strength um I feel like we are very different biologically. um, One author that was amazing for that was Mary Wollstonecraft. So her entire entire works is basically saying how the gender roles that were presented to women, like women would take pride in being uh, frail. Women would take pride in not being as masculine and as whatever because they wanted to be perceived as more attractive for the other sex and it's just like they changed the way they were to fit ideals of someone else and you see that they weren't naturally frail or naturally not as intelligent or naturally this it's just that that's something that was taught to them 
and they wanted to live up to what was ideal for their times you know like that's someone that was living in like the 1800s so it's even more impactful back then when you look at it so I agree I don't think so and even for like masculine energy who decided that that energy was masculine or feminine it's just well regardless of what like what the label or why is the label masculine um, attached to qualities like maybe assertiveness or aggressive like being aggressive regardless of why certain traits were more often represented in men and certain traits were more represented in women like and I, I cannot go too far in history to tell you which one were where but at the end of the day masculinity like masculine energy I was talking about in lesbian couple one partner is going to be more assertive and one couple is going to be more like submissive and that dynamic is masculine and feminine so I'm not attributing I, masculine I to men I don't, like, I don't think because I feel like when you guys are hearing this and I say masculine you guys think I'm talking about the men like masculine is just a label i'm not i don't create the definition you know like you can go on google masculine traits and you'll see everything but but that's that that's the thing we've we've on we've defined in society that uh more aggressive um uh and and um you know whatever alpha is are male uh male traits or masculine traits and more submissive and more uh like shy dus and all that those are more feminine um attributes but that's not true at all that's not why why were these like why do we define them or why did they define them because because that's how like for example like i was saying there's so many uh, different um uh uh communities and uh uh tribes uh and what you that where um those uh um traits are not quote unquote more masculine or feminine like we we can find tribes where it's different for sure but at the end of the day like women are more um, less 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 um how can i say this they're more passive for example they're less inclined to hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up let me finish let me finish i'm not i'm not saying you i'm not saying the people on this panel and i'm not saying you cannot find exception to the rules but it is true it's a fact that women are less inclined to negotiate for a position or to get higher up maybe it's because how society is shaped but that's the end result i thought big big great can i say something quick things that let's 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 take a parallel for example let's say i'm at work Mm -hmm. and i feel that i am uh being uh targeted and that my manager is uh, is racist towards me and then i decide to speak up about it and in the speaking out i get um it gets the, the tables are reversed so instead of having the the complaint dealt with with compassion and understanding be like oh okay you think that you may your manager may be racist towards you let's investigate this let's first of all i believe you let's look into this but instead i am uh met with first of the the, the manager is going to be defensive and be like i'm not being racist and then whoever like else is involved will like um not support my my uh claim my 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 claim my comp- my complaint yeah, okay. um 
And then I start to get ostracized. I start to get less hours. Uh, I can feel the tension between me and my manager. Mm -hmm. Do you think that I'm going to feel comfortable bringing that up again? But also- No, because I know the last time that I brought it up, I was, I, I raised my hand to be like, hey, there's an issue and my hand was hit. I'm not gonna feel comfortable and I'm not gonna feel safe to bring that up again. So going back to uh, women in certain uh, instances, not uh, negotiating for higher pay or whatever you wanna say, that's, first of all, that's not true. Many women have- uh, No, I'm sure, I'm sure that they exist, but when you look at stats, and, it is true. That's the thing. Yes, that's but the thing. because they're still, okay. Uh, that's another thing that I, you need to be careful. Stats are just numbers. They tell one part of the story and a very small part of the story. You need to make sure that but those also, numbers, there's a whole story that, that needs, see, c'est pas la chair et No, but also I just want to add that there's also statistics that go exactly against what you're saying, Victoria, because you're yeah. talking about women and the fear of not going out. Let's talk about rape statistics. There's one no, but I'm no, not saying that the way that no, but here it is in the law and police office and in every other office, it's a boys club. So I'm just saying, like, bringing claims to men attention is intimidating. There's women that are never going to say what they've been living at work sexual harassment, racial harassment, because it's a boys club. They're scared of speaking out, and it takes years for them to do that. So if you're talking about why why does it take that long for someone to do that, that's a very intimate per question. Has everything to do with your own trauma and your own experiences. And if you look just at people who do take that route, they can end up the way that Bila said, that I'm gonna be the one that's gonna be, get punished. I'm the one that's not being represented. I'm the one that's being blackballed or getting my hours reduced or everything like that. So, and you see it the same way and the legal system for rape claims that there's 7% of the rape claims, by the way, that get jail time. But before we get into that, I just want to say that I was not talking about that at all. I was just no, talking about just, like, but like, it has something to do with it, of course, like standing up and speaking up for, to your problems. But I was saying like specifically, um, women were less confrontational when we came to those, those studies. Now we can say that stats, stats are just numbers, but we've been talking numbers since the beginning of this conversation when we were like illustrating black people's problems. So we cannot pick and choose which stats we can use and which stats we cannot use because stats are just numbers. I'm just being the dead devil advocate. Say your point and then Kilo. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. I just, I just want to say, first of all, um, no one brought up stats other than you. And I think, I, I, I'm not saying that statistics aren't, like numbers aren't important. I, like I said, they, they do tell a story. However, those numbers, we, we have to take into consideration how were those numbers uh, brought together? What was the, like, um, what was the, how, how, yeah, how, how was it brought together? what is the the population what is th there's so much things that you have to question before you can just look at a number and be like oh yes yes this is it there's a lot of the times um data is 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 done in a very problematic way is is um in a very pro problematic way um and 
we just have to make sure that the number is 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 telling an accurate story i agree and, with you okay yeah Kalilo, you're about to say something i saw you you were heated for a oh, second <laughs> i don't know man. I, don't, I don't know if i can hear anymore you know <laughs> all this yelling that's good sorry but, uh, no it's all good so no that's what happens when you're having having the like conversations for days right so <laughs> i'm gonna just say that um well okay yeah I, I, you know stats are good like I, I i like um i feel like you know stats they they, they keep us up to pace with with, with like progress right but then in progress nothing's ever concrete because i mean there's still room for you know more stats to come through right so that's what i'm saying i'm just like it's um with with the whole idea of like uh especially i'm, I'm gonna take it back a little further when um when Bila was saying uh the whole or actually i think it was sig who was saying um you know uh masculine energy and feminine energy like i feel like that's that's more of a vocabulary type of problem because it's like mm -hmm. people say masculine but then the type of energy that's associated with it it's actually we you know we can't live without you know the other side you know i mean we both have mm -hmm. masculine and feminine energies it can be described as yin and yang it can be described as like positive mm -hmm. whatever right. so I, I i'd rather people not say you know masculine and feminine energy because it, it leads to these kind of you know discussions where it's like oh it's the man that's more assertive you know what i mean but then it's right like, that's right not that's what i'm trying to not come across as men are there to be this and women are there to be that that's not my whole point that's just the lingo that i use because, because it you're right but in a way yeah, I, was sorry, I was just gonna say uh because another another good example would be um <laughs> you know the whole the whole um language thing in terms of like light and dark right mm -hmm. because, you know light always has a positive representation right but when it comes to dark then it comes with all these negative connotations and darkness itself is not actually something negative. So people put that energy towards those words, you know? So that's why people, you know, end up having problems with like, even just, or they have like a, a racial bias because all they hear, all they see is like, oh, you know what? It's a uh, light, light, you know, with the magic energies or like angels and whatever, <laughs> you know, versus the dark demons and all this like madness kind of stuff. So people already build that bias. You know, especially people who are like uh, susceptible to those kind of like um, uh, subliminals. You know, but so what, that. when it comes to femininity and it, like feminine energy and masculine energy, me personally, when I look at uh, the the definition of masculine and the definition of feminine, I don't I don't see the issue. Maybe it's because I my way of living is is closer to what they said is masculine energy, and maybe like a, a female that way of living matches what they say about masculine energy but then it, that would say tells her okay you're not feminine because you live like that maybe that's why there's a problem tell me mm -hmm. if i'm wrong exactly. disney movies for example you have kids growing up that like you know hey you know I, the, my fairy tale has always been to be like cinderella you know what mm -hmm. i mean like i'm blonde too i have blue eyes too you know what i mean so it's like you don't question it too much you know you okay. just know that it's like laid out for you right so, but then it's yeah, yeah go ahead okay so our our labels that may be the problem that yeah. we're giving yes. too much yeah. right. yes, absolutely. absolutely i think like vic was saying i think it's great that you feel that what we define as masculine in our society you feel that uh like it resonates with you that's great but for a lot of people and wow. because we, we keep things in these strict binaries people aren't able to, like, I, I don't feel, for example, for most of my life, I was a, a huge tomboy. I was, I 
you would never see me with my hair down. You'd never see me mm-hmm. with a dress. You'd never see me with anything. None of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. I'm still, I, I still, I still felt like a girl. But still, you don't want I to hear still. you're a masculine girl. That's that's the issue, because you have maybe you're no, more assertive. I mean, maybe you're no, more. No, no, and I don't think that assertiveness has to do with. Yeah, with, no, but that's the anything. thing. That that's the thing, but though. You honestly, don't want to. I'm just gonna ask something. Like I see these labels as limits, and that's how I see it. Because I'm like, so for example, I was talking skincare with my male friends I'm like oh let's do this let's do that and then they're like oh no that's a girl thing like okay if you want to look like a cracked leather couch in 15 <laughs> but it's like why is that why is that a feminine thing to want to take care of yourself like skincare, yeah. skincare everything like why is that associated with being feminine like why aren't men free to just do as they please and restrict themselves in boxes that don't fit them so like that's great if it fits for you but for a lot of people it doesn't so right. It's a because th- it says to me it's like yes it is limiting but it comes to maturity at the end of the day because those labels have been put in place you know we can look their definition but when i hear like okay taking care of my skin is a more feminine traits or doing art i'm an artist doing art is feminine i don't care at all if you're going to label this as, as being feminine you know what i mean i'm just going to do me mm-hmm. and have confidence like at the end of the day you have to have some type of confidence in you that it doesn't matter what label or they say well, that you're exactly. feminine, you're sure masculine. Like, I don't give a point. That's the point. Adult, like, it's for kids and for teens who are scared that the to be dictated by labels, they want to live their own free lives and they have their labels. Like you have the strength but to then, live your own truth, but maybe they, they don't have that same strength. But then it's also the consequences. So many people, how, how let's not pretend like a lot of people who have decided to be more feminine. Um, and but they're uh, they present themselves more as max uh, as as a male or they are a male whatever get bullied let's let's not let's not like pretend as though there's not homophobia and transphobia and all of these are exact people that are wanting to ex- live who they are and they get bullied for it and not just like violently uh, bullied and and attacked and to be like no you have to. If you're a man, you look like a man. You have your sexual organs are uh, male, quote unquote. Then you have to perform your masculinity in this way. And if you have your uh, sexual organs are feminine, uh, feminine, whatever, then you have to perform in this way. But who says that just because I have a vagina or because you have a penis, this means that you have to live your life and, and perform in this way and have to be, um, you know, soft, soft-spoken, uh, not aggressive, maternal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These are all things that we have to detach ourselves from. But yes, it does take confidence at the end of the day to be like, okay, you mm-hmm. know what, I'm going to own who I am and I'm going to be who I'm going to be. But a lot of people get, it's not safe for them. <laughs> Namely, black transgender women specifically is not safe. Is <laughs> not safe to be who you are. They get attacked. People get attacked, totally attacked. People get cut off by their families. That's why the when you look at the homelessness, there's a huge portion of them that are trans that are uh, from the LGBTQ community just because they're like, well, you can't be the role that I gave birth to you to be, so get out of my house. Mm. So, and so I think that's another privilege that like 
we can uh, acknowledge, or like, for example, Vic, that you, a privilege that you can acknowledge is, you know, I'm glad I get to be who I am and I feel like I can, yeah, freely like express myself without high, suppressing a part of who I am, you know? And like, same for me, there's different things and I don't, I don't feel like I have to suppress a part of who I am um, and I don't have to be afraid to be who I am in certain aspects, but in other aspects, yes, I feel that I have to, anyways, there, I think acknowledging our privileges is, is, can be a very humbling experience, but it's also something that we, we all have to do, um, realize that even in some uh, circumstances, we could be very oppressed, but in others, be very privileged very privileged but would you guys fault that's the question for the panel would you guys fault the people who don't care like they're just gonna do what's best for them yeah wait what what do you mean like because at the end of the day we're all responsible for our own lives you know what i mean and some people will, will are not gonna care of your problem there's literally gonna say listen everybody's been dealt with their with their cards i'm gonna play my cards you play yours Maybe my cards make it easier in certain fields or departments, but your card might make it easier in, in other fields. Everybody has their own advantages. Everybody have their own disadvantage. So just play with your card in life and do your best to get on top. No. Some people might have that mindset. I disagree so much. I think individuality is the reason the system is broken. It's just yes. because you're like me, myself, and I, I don't care what's happening to you. And that's why people are are living in so many screwed up situations because we're like that's not my problem it doesn't concern me but how can you fight the person strength and okay. as long as you know like i care about your problems you're going to be having someone who fights for you as well yeah. but what i want to know is why do you fault the person who doesn't care because yes. he's not experiencing the problem like i agree with that's you but i'm just challenging you because i want to know why exactly okay. is that a problem on the philosophical uh question okay. you know Pick then why is it your problem should it be your problem if whoever get, gets that you don't know that you're not connected to in any way they get shot and mm -hmm. they die is it your and it's not your problem technically it's not my problem but you see that's, that's if, I, if i keep it a buck it's not a lot problem. Of, that's what a lot of people are thinking right now though because you know you have a lot of situations where it's like um uh, even kumo was saying it <laughs> he was talking about how uh it, you know um police reform isn't, isn't, isn't going to change up until, you know, uh, we, they start seeing deaths on, on the white side. You know what I mean? Because it's like a lot of people on the white side, they're like, hey, you know, that sucks. That's sad. Uh, but that's not, that's not my problem. You know, so but, nothing's getting changed because of that, that you know, that kind of. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's the, that passiveness being like, oh, because I'm not affected directly by this. This is not my problem. This is how we will not move forward and solve these issues. You think my 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 white coworker, for example, who has no black friends, no no any other like they they just are surrounded by whiteness mm -hmm. and have <laughs> completely no, no like literally no link to anything outside of their their mm. own bubble. Mm. They sh should they not support. And be in, uh, are are not because they're if not. If you can, if you can do something about it, I would yeah. say yes, do something about it. If you can yeah, do something like about it, but I cannot yeah. fault somebody who doesn't want to do anything. Yes. Because every, there's 99 problems, right? That's the song. There's nine. Everybody, there's 99 problems. 
people have their own problems as well. And maybe like we can play this game as my problems are bigger than yours, but I feel personally people should focus on what they can handle first, focus on your problem first and then go from there. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm never gonna I'm never gonna fault people. Like let's say, for example, some people were not posting black squares and they got attacked because they were not posting black squares, you know. And me personally, I cannot fault people who are not acting or are not trying to save because we don't know people's battles, you know. We don't know their battles. And I don't just I don't tolerate when people attack certain people because they feel like, oh, you should help me. You know, like no. focus on yourself first and then everybody who yeah. helps you is bonus. Mm, yeah. But that was a different conversation. That's a different conversation. Yeah, actually, you, I'm not I'm not telling I'm not telling you this is how you should help me. Yes. This everyone should do their part to their own ability. I am going to play my part, but I'm not gonna be pa- I'm not gonna be passive and be like, oh, this is not my problem. I'm not I'm I'm going to do something to my capacity in what feels right for me, but I need, I need to do, I need to play my part. That's right. Whatever that means to that person. Yeah. But I'm not going to, obviously I'm not going to. You're saying something too? Okay. So is it, yeah. So then if someone have, have empathy for someone else, but they don't do anything about it, is that an issue? Would I not? Yes. If you stay silent. I wouldn't say so though. I wouldn't say so. But imagine this though. If you stay silent and taking the side of the oppressor. Not necessarily. Because yes, sometimes speaking are. up, speaking up sometimes can mean your own death. And not everybody is like a Martin Luther King. Okay, but, yes. but, but for the people that like don't have to face that kind of uh end That's a wrong example. No. She was passive. What? Yeah, he was passive. Like you hit one of the names No. What I'm trying to say is sometimes speaking up can mean your can literally mean your death. And that's what I'm going to say. Like, it depends. And I cannot fault somebody. I cannot fault some. Not We can disregard the example yeah, just yeah, in yeah. general, right? So I, I don't, I cannot fault somebody who doesn't want to speak up because they have their own reason not to speaking up. And people who do speak up, I admire them. You're exceptional. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to like blame you because you're not exceptional. You know what I mean? But George Floyd was a 15-year-old girl who filmed the police and the police tried to bully her into not taking that video for the for a 15-year-old to stand up is the reason that that trial got justice. She's exceptional. No, but here's the thing is that I expect a certain level of, like, I expect people to care around me in my life. Like, that's not, like, that's not negotiable for people to be in my life. If you are there and you are indifferent to injustices happening, I don't see as being friends. I don't see myself having a relationship with those people because I actively care a lot. So it's like, it's going to be an issue if you're like, yeah, people are getting shot, but that's life. Like, like why is that life? Like, why are you and more It's just one way to, of, of, it's one action. There's so many different yeah. ways to quote unquote speak up. There's so many different yeah. actions to be taken. If you're not comfortable to speak up for reasons, whatever, you ha- your reasons are your own. You don't have to explain yeah. yourself mm-hmm. why you don't want to speak up, but there are different actions that can you be can taken that don't make you passive to just be like, oh, you know what? Now I don't feel comfortable speaking up, so I'm not doing anything or else, or this is, I don't, I'm not connected to this in any way. I'm not doing anything about it. Because that's that is the like issue. A, that's like somebody being a bystander, though, to be honest. Because it's like you, you're watching somebody get beat up in front of you, but, you know, you're, you're not willing to, like... No, but for real, like, like, for example, that's a perfect example you're, you're bringing up. If somebody's getting beat up in front of you and you want to help them and you end up 
getting shot or you end up getting stabbed. You don't necessarily know what's happening. It's your right, your right to stay at a distance. Maybe you want to call the cops if they haven't seen you. But if there's like plenty of people, like maybe two or three people beating somebody, mm-hmm. right? It, me, I would, I would not blame you for not trying to stop them. Yeah, you but know what I mean? Because at this point, you're putting... In that situation, if you're not comfortable to intervene, which I would not feel comfortable intervening in a fight, <laughs> yeah. what are other actions you can take? Let me call, let me call for help. That's another action you can take. Mm-hmm. Oh, after the, the commotion has passed, let me, let me tend to, if, if you're not like, how can I, uh, I don't know if you're comfortable to tend to that person's uh, wounds, maybe, you know, I, mm-hmm. for ex- okay. there are different things that you can do yeah. If you're not comfortable doing one thing. It could be right. like you know? somebody seeing 20, 20 people, you know, beat up, you know, three guys uh, in an alleyway and they happen to pass by, you know, but then they saw it, boom, they go make a call. And then before that person can be like beaten up any further, oh, sirens mm-hmm. are heard, everybody runs away. You know, so as a, as a direct bystander, yes, there's a million things you can do. But when it comes to like bigger problems and certain people speaking in a way like, I, I don't care, that's not my problem. Just to say that there's a million of problems, maybe they're dealing with 75 problems, but they're just not dealing with that problem specifically. That problem may be important to you because of your upbringing. It, it's, it matters for you, right? But me personally, I cannot fault somebody because I don't know what problems they are fighting. Maybe they are fighting problems that I've never even like cared for. You know what I mean? And, and that's my you, point. Yeah, I'm with you on that one 100%. Uh, but like... Because, yeah, me, me personally, you know, if, if I ever do something or anything like that, like, it's up to you if you want to support it or not. But, like, mm-hmm. especially in terms of, like, you know, we'll stick with the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter situation. To, to that, I mean, I wouldn't be the one to, like, be like, hey, hey, man, you didn't post that black square. You know, where do you stand? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Hella performative. But that means there's some people right, who exactly. post pro-police things, and I thought that was an issue. Mm-hmm. But not like people, in the right? middle of a social revolution, yeah. post pro police things when police are shooting people. Right, that that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah, for sure. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, you're not gonna be upset if you didn't post anything. Like that's your own right. And just calling the cops in the situation you said is being proactive and doing something. Like it's just like you don't have to physically get in the situation for for having an an impact. Just, yeah. you can sign petitions for sure. a lot of things like you I don't... think obviously mm. you're gonna at the end of the day people are gonna fight for what they want to fight for they're going to uh, participate in what they want to participate in and it's not anyone's business however there are things that require people to do something and to do something to their own ability I'm not saying if you're not comfortable going out on the streets or protesting, if you're not comfortable posting whatever um, on your story, that's that's fine. Again, do what it is that feels comfortable for you. But there are situations where you have to act like you can't just be passive. And a lot of the thing is white people need to be having these uncomfortable conversations in their homes and with their friends and with their family. That's where a lot of the issue is, because the mindset gets perpetuated and recycled and passed on year after year after year after year after year. Their friends and family within their circles say the most messed up things or continue to, but uh, no one is challenging them. No one is challenging them. No one has to say, also none, nothing has to be public. You don't have to 
to to to to show everyone what you're doing either like but I think you don't it, have to prove yourself to anyone i think it starts by checking your friends and your family members when they're out of pocket literally you know like you say like intervening in fights but they can literally just be checking your friends when they're saying things that are not okay that are racist that are sexist that are homophobic it just starts small with having you know an impact with the people mm -hmm. around you just that one conversation can change somebody's entire mindset and you can go a long mm -hmm. way if you try to kind of see it that way it doesn't have to be concrete physical actions it could just be a conversation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the safest way <laughs> that's the that's the most effective and like safest way sorry frank go ahead i was about to say like in what victor was saying i there's a thing i agree like in terms of like what we call like irrational fear like sometimes someone can have like if if when uh, bila brought up the thing about their family about like your family if for example like okay your family has one belief and you know this belief is wrong and yeah. you want them to correct it but at the same time someone could naturally have an irrational um, fear that, hey, if I say this to them, and you know some yeah. people how they have a belief and they're gonna stick to their belief no matter what mm -hmm. is them of changing uh, you know, their belief. So then if I'm as a kid, I maybe say something that triggered them to be like, hey, you know what? Get out of my house. You're not part of this family. Yeah. So there's that fear sometimes of like people, they wanna say something, but it's, mm -hmm. they know that there's, there's potential consequences and they might yeah. not be ready for it. Yeah, but that's people who live in your household. But like, if you, I'm talking about like, for example, your friends, like yeah. they don't have that negative consequence in your life necessarily to the same level as parents or family members. I but I do understand for safety reason, if people don't want to speak out on that. But I think yeah. when it comes yeah. to having the people who you can choose because friends are the sort of the family you choose. So yeah. it's like, if you're choosing bigoted people, it's a reflection on you yeah and there's also, always something you can do for sure but, but like if you, love, you cannot take care you, you invite me to a place and all your friends are acting completely insane and saying like racist and stuff i'm gonna be like be what's wrong with you like i'm not gonna be like you know like i'm just gonna be like why are you so tolerant about the people that you have around you like as your circle because yeah. that has an impact as well that's true Mm -hmm. uh, and I think another important place where it's important to speak up is workplaces. And I, I, I you really did bring up a, a very important uh, point that is important to be mindful of where in certain situations, it's really like, I know that there's an issue within my family, for example, and, and I, mm -hmm. I, I do not feel comfortable nor safe to, to discuss this. And I don't want to discuss this with them. I completely understand that, but like Maruska said, mm -hmm. in friends, friend groups, if you're, if your your friends are problematic people, you are problematic by association. If you are not saying, if I can understand, like, okay, these are people that I've been friends with for a long time, and I love them, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, jusqu'à où, you know, <laughs> yeah. where's the line? Where is the line? And in work, when one, like, for example, oh my God, at Bridgehead, when I was working okay. and I, I was the only black person and literally not even just customer, like even customer wise, there's just two other black clients that came, oh, <laughs> but I was getting, anyways, I had issues with my manager and everyone else also knew that this manager was hella problematic, mm -hmm. but no one wanted to do anything about it. No one wanted to help me. No one wanted to stand by me. 
And I, I was the one that was edged out. And at the end of the day, I, I was, I left. Mm-hmm. But these are constantly, like, and I understand there's a fear like, oh, well, I don't want to like jeopardize my job. I don't want to like be targeted either. I can, I can understand that. But the thing is when people fail to understand is when we bind together, you're not going to be the one that's going to, your, your job is not going to be jeopardized. That person's job is going to be jeopardized. That's right. That's why there's, it's, it's so important to back people up. Mm-hmm. But no, like, there's an example for that. When I was in university, uh, my, doing my bachelor, there's one of my teachers that made me fail. And I knew for a fact that my, my work was immaculate. So I, like, I fought against it. And then I saw that a lot of other Black girls were getting failed grades as well. And it's not just me, but there's a pattern of discrimination. And the fact that if I just had shut up about it, said nothing, and then you see sort of an allyship, and we went and we got that teacher fired. So when you can prove there's a pattern of discrimination, and there's a lot of things, and of course, I could have gotten you know, yelled at or gotten like a bad feedback from my school and all these things, everything that came into my head, but I'm like, but if I don't say that, there's going to be so many other black girls that are going to get the same treatment from this teacher. So it's mm-hmm. up to the people right now to stand up and say something. That's right. Sorry, I'm going to just add uh, a lot of people, you know, they, um, they like to think that like, yeah, racism isn't, you know, around or racism isn't like in my workplace uh, just because you don't see it, you know what I mean? Like people, they surprise, they surprise you sometimes. And it's like, it's in those type of situations where, uh, remember when uh, Black Lives Matter protests started happening, you know, a lot, of, mm. a lot of workplaces, they didn't want people, you know, their employees to go out and support this thing. If you were going out, a lot of people got fired, right? So then now it's opening eyes to a lot of people that like, okay, sure, you can tolerate me working for you, but then you don't tolerate my deepest beliefs and values. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's that level of inequality that like isn't being stood up for because it's like, where's the disconnection? You know, I'm right. fighting out and I'm fighting for something that like I find to be justice. The weird thing, go ahead. In those same businesses later on, they're like, oh, we're going to sell stuff for black people. Yeah, because <laughs> it profits them afterwards. Like, <laughs> also, yeah. I think it's really important to like, let's say uh, if someone's not comfortable doing something, Mm -hmm. then let's say, let's take my situation and someone at like at work and a coworker wasn't comfortable, you know, signing Mm -hmm. a word, like a petition or whatever. I think it's important for that person to come to the other person and be like, Hey, you know what? Be a lot. Like, I'm not, I'm not comfortable to to speak out like um, whatever, whatever, but how, how else can I come up, be a support to you? I think that is That's really what, important. Yeah. And I think that that is such a kind and, and thoughtful gesture. Like there's another situation where I was, <laughs> I've had so many shitty managers, but- <laughs> You like, got all the stories for us. <laughs> one coworker that was so real. He straight up was like, Bila, please, but I don't, I don't want to, I'm, this is my place of work and I really love it. And I want to continue working there. However, I understand that what they're doing to you is it's messed up and it's not right. Mm-hmm. Here are our resources for you. This is like, he went on La Régie, like he looked up different laws and was like, you can, if you ever want to pursue them or whatever, these is, this, is, this, is, this is what you can do. But he was like, please don't tell them that I'm helping you. Please don't mention my name. Like, keep this mm-hmm. to yourself. Yeah. But yeah. that, I really appreciated that. I was like, okay, real one. For somebody like you, that, because mm-hmm. you know, he could have easily been like, by- kept silent mm-hmm. go ahead 
Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, but this is what I mean by this is being practical. doing what you feel comfortable. There's always a way to help. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a good message. It's a good message. But it's also very underrated. Like, I'm always so grateful when people are like, yeah, how can I help you? Like, thank you. That's so nice. Mm -hmm. like, it's just like, like small kindness goes a long way. And my, my whole point is because I agree with you guys, but my point is to not, because I used to do that, but not um, antagonize the people who are not helping or not even going the extra mile because we don't know their problems because mm -hmm. we can only see our problem but not knowing like their fights where they may be living a life of anxiety or stress where it's not even, uh, they cannot even think of asking you what's your problem because they're going through so much. And if we could compare what I'm going through with what they're going through, maybe what I'm going through is objectively uh, worst, but to them it's not. And because they're living their life, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm not going to go pay their rent. Am I? Yeah. But, so that, that's my old perspective of, about that. Like, I think for me, it's like, if you don't necessarily have the strength or the energy to be active, that's fine. But don't mm -hmm. go against the work that's being facts, done. Facts, facts, facts. But like, if that's my issue, like, I don't need you to be mm -hmm. like marching or posting. Like, I just don't need you to make it worse. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. right. Also, like, don't come to me then and complain. Because that's so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many I don't want to do anything. Oh my God, yo, he's so no. I get like ranting to me, venting to me, and it's like I'm, I'm at. Right. Don't even talk to me if yeah. you don't want to do any. Like when I come to you, ask like with concrete, like okay, this is what I want to do to help the situation. You're like nah, no, 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 no. But yes, it's true. People go through their own things, and and again, like. I'm not going to necessarily like be yeah. angry or judgmental if people that may not feel comfortable to 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 speak up or or help out but I just think that there's there's some there's always something that you can do mm -hmm. and especially if like I'm sorry it just sometimes you do have to just swallow and be like you know what that person actually does need help. And in this, po in this moment, my issues are not as, as, as great. And, you know and I, can I can be in help to that, to that person. Reading a book can help. Like going beyond your prejudices can help. Having a conversation can help. So there's yes. so many ways that you can but do But what helps all of that too is like, you know, I've, I've noticed uh, whenever they have those peaceful protests, they had one, I think it was in Ottawa or Montreal. We're gonna, I don't know, maybe Montreal was the crazy one, but <laughs> but it, um, it, I think it was in Ottawa. So they had uh, they had speakers that come out to the to the protest, and you know they would they would they would share uh, you know stories. They would paint a picture, and that's why I feel like their power is. You know, when they speak, they paint a picture of what's going on and what actually needs mm. to be addressed, what has been being missed, you know, from the news, right? So if they paint a strong enough or a vivid enough photo, mm. you know, then it's like it's gonna it's gonna ca cause people to like assess their situation. Oh man, you know what? man, I, you know, I can't pay rent, something, I'm struggling with this, with this, with this, but you know what, this is something that, you know, um, you know, I, I can stand and support, you know, let me, let me. Right, right. That's an important conversation to have, because I'm sure that a lot of people want to help, they're not sure how, or they might not be comfortable. Yeah. And I think it's good that we illustrated all the ways that you can help if you cannot speak up. And we also illustrated that it's not worth bullying someone, because sometimes it goes to that extent. Bullying people 
who are bystanders, as we, as we like to call them, because those bystanders have a story that we're not always aware of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it goes to extremes, you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. But I don't think it's always an excuse to, like, avoid things. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I'm just saying, like, it, it, there's two sides to, to the story, right? Like, it's important to help. Like you guys said, there's plenty of ways that you can help. And you cannot hide behind certain stuff, of course. But at the end of the day, we cannot start start bullying people uh, no. because we don't know where they're at. We don't no. know where they're at mentally as well. Of course. Of course. No, 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 no. Never endorse violence or bullying or right. whatever. You know? Yeah, like, you're trying to stop the violence by making more violence. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, if, if, if you don't want to help me or you don't want to help a cause or whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> no, straight up. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just not like you know, I don't need to. I don't That's need to talk. Like, I don't need to talk mm-hmm. to you, but I, I won't. I won't yeah. like go to you and and bully you and, and intimidate you. Know you. They're okay, gonna be the people that are gonna be like there in the future, being like, well, you know, oh yeah, you know the protests of like twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, man, it was it was righteous. Uh, I, I was there. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Lie because you know they're gonna feel like, oh man, that's something I should have actually, you know, been in support of because you know, look at the progress that we've made now, twenty thirty mm-hmm. or something like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. And also, uh, when we were talking about labels, I want to um, ask uh, Bila one thing. I saw in her uh, IG story you mentioned something about the view on black females that I find pretty mm-hmm. interesting, where there was that whole uh, label of ratchet. I wanted to hear you like more of like explain to us what you were trying to. Is saying that I find it pretty interesting. I wanted to hear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, well, basically, what I, I was just saying that um, for like as long as I, I'm starting mm-hmm. with Vine, okay, um, okay, or just at school in general, mm-hmm. where um, I was always and my other black uh, friends specifically women or who identify as women, they were always, um, if we were being too loud, you're ratchet. Mm -hmm. If you are like, just, sorry, I'm like trying to- uh, Summarize it. Also when I met Bila, we were like, what, 15, 16. And um, a lot of the comments that I got about Bila was, I'm not trying to speak on your experience, or whatever, but it was just, they're like, yeah, Bila is very whitewashed. Uh, Bila is very white this. And I was like, and I had that conversation, a very heated conversation, but we're gonna, <laughs> and it's just like, what's being black? <laughs> you know, like, what right. is being black? Like, is being black all the negative connotation that goes right. with it? Like, it's like, is that blackness? Because that's that's not true. And they're like, well, Bila, you know, like, she's not very loud. She's not very this, she's not. And I'm like, that doesn't alter the color of her skin. That doesn't alter her culture and the way she was raised and her values and all of that yeah, and it doesn't and alter her, how people are going to treat her yeah you can't erase her identity because you don't feel comfortable that she's not living up to your stereotype so like facts exactly. so basically what i was saying that's what i was gonna say yeah i mean that goes back to the conversation we're having before on like uh you know roles even because now it's like there's the roles of the household but then there's also roles in society you know, you notice in, in a, like, especially, I, I know it was more uh, back then, but like, I mean, there's still, uh, you're seeing more diversity in black films, but like back then, whenever there's a black character, it's either the, the rapper, the, the hustler, the, 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 the <laughs> guy, you know, it's, it's always, the right. and as yes. cool as they like to make it look for us to accept it, 
mm-hmm. it's like you're still putting us in those negative kind of roles but yeah go on with what not you're even just negative just very mm-hmm. limiting um like limiting but like you're putting us in such small boxes like mm-hmm. the only way to be black is this 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 way and the way that we're often perceived i'm i'm gonna speak as a black woman is loud uh quote-unquote ratchet um lots of attitude um you know to everything else that you could think of and um anything that isn't that um is oh then you're you're not black then you're you're white Mm. you the amount of comments i've gotten like Oh, you're yeah, you're so pretty for a black girl, or yeah. oh wow, you're so well spoken for a black person, or like these are, I, I've gotten these comments up until the twelfth grade. Oh, all the time. Not always from white people. I get That's crazy. followers comments from black people as well. You know, like yeah. I like I have lighter skin, and the comments that I get from often black men are like dissing black women and like darker skinned black women they think it's a compliment to me like dragging other women is not a compliment for me like i'm not gonna stand here and just accept you dragging all these gorgeous beautiful women and think that it's okay like it's disgusting it happens yeah both groups like because you have it comes from the own like our own group as well um and i think that's kind of fucked up yeah because because there's a lot of self-hate eh yeah, a lot of self-hate yeah it, it like what what Bila was saying it makes sense too because like you never hear like if if a white girl is loud like uh like you know do those certain behaviors that they put in that yeah. box, they're never they're gonna say oh that one. white person <laughs> is ratchet they're just gonna say yeah. like oh that white oh, person, that person is, is loud, is loud. But then when it's like another race, it's like, I don't know, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna change the word, make it better. We're gonna say ratchet now. And then it's like, wait. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think this is one thing I, I, I think we can all testify to also as we've gotten like older too, we've realized that there's not just one way to right. black and to experience yeah. blackness and that there's so much diversity and it's mm-hmm. limitless. And that's exactly what it is. Like, for example, white people are allowed to experience an array of identities. Their, their, their realm, the horizon is, is limitless and bountiless. However, ours has always been so narrow and especially other people throwing it at us. Like you can't be any other way than that. And this is how we view you. Um, But then you realize as you go on like, oh no, I can actually be like this or like that. Or um, there's just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we're we're having to, as a black person, it's, you go through, like, I, I, I see it as like, like, three different phases or two where first you have to cleanse yourself of all this all the societal stereotypes thrown at you as a black Mm. person and then you find yourself and then you have to cleanse yourself and deal with your own insecurities before you can find you you know as a white person you just deal with your own insecurities. but i just gotta piggyback on what you're saying and frankie was saying earlier like a white lady who's loud is just loud that's not necessarily true because sometimes they will say the white lady because she's loud she's black it's super offensive <laughs> but no it's true like a lot of white lady are be like why are you acting black because maybe yeah. they're they're um ratchets maybe they're uh, vulgar 
angry why you're acting black and the same for men like maybe a guy or uh, black uh, white or asian they're really into hip-hop yeah. they like dancing and they get that label like why you're acting black stop trying to be black you know and i i just want to illustrate that because we have no white or asian person on this panel i just want to yeah. acknowledge that because they, they're facing that too to a lesser extent but it's still, it's still happening well but then that but that's the thing though like a, a lot of the negative like we were mentioning before negative connotations of how you can act are associated exactly that's fucked up yeah. and it's not it's not an accident let's just keep it a buck like yeah. it's oh, this way yeah. because they wanted it to be this way yeah but it's also so reinforced within the community itself so it's the, yeah. the community yeah the community is not helping because i got i got this as well that i was not being black for some reason or because sure we got that at some point <laughs> i remember the girl called me a white oreo at the time i was like wait what a white oreo i was like yo i, I love yeah. oreo but it still hurt me i was like hey. yeah yeah i got coconut so I'm like, yeah. Yo, it got coconut instead of Oreo. Coconut. Oh, wow. That's the first time I heard that. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Because they're like, you know, you're like, you're brown on the outside, but you're white right on the inside. And I used to go to this, uh, like, um, I was a counselor in the outdoors camp for camping and stuff. And I used to tell people that. I was like, so excited about it. And I got so many people shit on me for that. They're like, but you realize you're black, right? Like, they're like, I was like, but can I like enjoy outdoor stuff? And this is what I mean. <laughs> narrow, narrow, the things of what we're able to like, experience, yeah. be, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can only do this as a black person, huh? And I also had a whole ass intervention from a lot of my friends. They sat me down. They're like, I don't think you what? should be doing this. And I was like, so I'm going to do me and y'all can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, like, I'm lucky I've always been that way. Like, I'm very assertive in that way. And I feel bad for yeah. other people who aren't that assertive and they right. pass out on opportunities to do things they always wanted to do just because they didn't have like the approval of the people. Well, them. A lot yeah. of these haters stem from the fact that they envy the fact maybe they want to do things like they want to like anime they want to do whatever you were doing Lapuska, but they feel like jealous because you have the guts to step out of that box and they don't so they like kind of like trying to talk to you back into fitting in, into that box you know that's the thing too because that's like the crab in the bucket mentality and i feel like mm. it, it also happens on a subconscious level too because you know some people you know you 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 know they're they'll be envious of like what you have but then also you know they'll be supportive of you but then some people oh, they'll, they'll be waiting oh, for you. yeah on the low they want you to fail low, yeah they want you to fail because why and like maybe they want to do that themselves or they want to come up into your pedestal or something or they just don't want to you know see you be happy when they're not like misery happy. loves company you know there we go yeah but it's messed it's messed yeah it's crazy how like some people you know can wear a mask where it's like hey yeah you, you know good job go for, you know good to go and then at the end of the day it's like yeah it's no they're just waiting for you to crash and burn Mm-hmm. Yeah. there's that line in uh, Kendrick Lamar's song um, Element where yes. he says um, uh, most of y'all throw rocks and try to hi- try to hide your hands yeah. oh, and that's exactly, that's, that's exactly what this is that's exactly it mm-hmm. you, you oh my god it's, and there's that saying also where it's the people closest to you that will yeah. like betray you and I'm not, I'm not saying like this, this is that's, that's, that's what's gonna happen but 
I'm gonna just mm -hmm. shout you out real quick because uh, you know we have another Kendrick Lamar fan, you know. So just recognize that, Frank. Yeah, for this a guy on our little segment, <laughs> he always posts uh, Kendrick Lamar songs. So the fact that you said <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> his eyes, his head just blew up. He was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. Kendrick what he says is so artistic and it's so powerful. Like it just, yeah, yeah. She yeah. knows. She knows. <laughs> and if I know, I think it's my my brother. That uh, Ahmed, that really okay. he introduced. Yeah, me yo, shout out to you, Ahmed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope I hope that we're surrounded, that you're all surrounded by people that just genuinely want to see you win and thrive, and just know that I want to see you guys win and thrive. Likewise, and likewise, yo, all around. This right yeah, here. I don't know for everybody else, but I think like growing up, I had to be more selective with that. Like, yeah. like growing up, I was like friends with people for a really long time. And I like, we had that conversation, what Bila was saying, it was, and she was basically saying like, why are you still friends with them now? Like, and I asked myself that I was like, um, if I met you today, would I like you? Would I still be your friend? And I feel like that's a question that I had to ask myself sometimes with people because I was like, yeah, I don't relate to you so much anymore. Uh -huh. Like, I wish you the best and there's no like bad blood or anything. It just got to kind of drift. Yeah, because yeah. you, you can't change people, right? If oh, you have yeah. that hard conversation at least once well, and then one. you keep seeing the same behaviors, just move on. But yeah. yeah. I think Ultimately, that's important have to that to that conclusion themselves you know it's like hey you know i'm trying to change maybe can you help me but if they're not you know if they're not mm. putting out that like alert then it's like there's really nothing you can do <laughs> yeah but, I, but I also think like i don't know like maybe be like and talk about like i had girlfriends that dated really disgusting men like that they had like bigoted ass boyfriends and they would drag them around me then they, they were like well you're not that bad for a black girl I was like mm. <laughs> like I was just like you know and I was like why aren't you checking your boyfriend why are you so woke and dating someone who's so close-minded and homophobic and racist and all these things and bring them around me it's hella embarrassing for you like, it's like yeah, that's true that reflects on like you're, like he doesn't look bad you look bad like he's just yeah, yeah like we said if if you hang out with pro like problematic people you are problematic by association period yeah but i feel too like sometimes people are not going to be accountable by their actions they're going to do it but then when you expose them and then it's like you know they, they have all to be accountable. they're like no no it's the fault of this person it's, it's not my fault so i know those mm. people i just i don't like those people man I mean, because me, me having that conversation, like, I mean, you can recognize it's like, oh, th you know, there's a lot of trauma maybe that this person's working through already that they, you know, there's like a wall that they have to, you know, break down first before they're even ready for that conversation. So maybe yeah. it's the, either like there's a certain, there's probably a specific type of conversation that'll open this person's eyes, but then finding that conversation, you know, you just met the person maybe, or you knew them for a few weeks, you might not even be able to find that kind of solution or yeah. have them reveal that to you. So it's like, it really depends on the connection you have and the rapport that's being built because that's yeah. what's going to bring out that type of like uh, education. Yeah. And it's also like, if you're always having to, you find yourself like, this is just a very emotionally draining mm -hmm. and laborious relationship and yeah. I'm having to teach you these concepts constantly, then yeah. maybe it's time for you to be like, you know what? I, I played my part, but at this point moving forward, I cannot continue being like playing the same like 
being that that close to you or like you know taking a step back maybe it's not it doesn't mean that you don't it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be friends with them anymore but like mm-hmm. creating that distance for yourself to protect your own yeah. peace and but and, also and what like information is so available so like what's the real reason for ignorance so like i can recommend you book i can tell you this i can tell you that but if you're still like proactively like going against everything i'm telling you just like can't excuse it anymore like i gave you a shot i try to have that conversation and you're just going at it so it's just like at the end of the day like that belief like whether they don't consider me part of the people they're attacking like i identify as that right so it's like if you're gonna go and say things against like women black people like anything like indigenous even like if even if i'm not indigenous it's just like it kind of irks my soul so it's just like you know like it's a question of values at the end of the day that's true and, and it's really sad that like you know some people unfortunately you know they have to have something happen to them before they can even realize that they have to change right you know they could have friends family you know telling them what's up and like uh what 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 wrong they're doing but then they're gonna dismiss that but then you know some people oh boom you know ended up in an accident you know almost lost their life mm-hmm. and they have that realization that like no nah, right you know, so it's like, it sucks because, you know, some people can see these things happening, but then they try to change it, but it just doesn't work. You know, that's why I'm just yeah. like, yeah. I'm very, very yeah. pessimistic. I probably, you guys can probably tell from this conversation, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> pessimistic when it comes to human nature. Yeah. And I feel like we should go, well, we should. I go to the basis that like people are mediocre and like they have to prove me otherwise. So I don't expect much from people. And that's why I'm okay with a lot of people who are not doing much. Because that's what I expect, you know, and I me even though my circle of people, I was very lucky to have people who are very like caring, are very heroic. Yeah. Um, I'm, pr- I'm pretty lucky in that regards, but I don't think that that's most people. I think most people are pretty trash and I, I live my life based off that. That's why I'm not expecting anything from an- anyone. And mm-hmm. I, if I had an advice to give to my daughter, who's probably going to be black, probably <laughs> definitely going to be black, <laughs> definitely going to be black if I have a daughter. I will tell her, like, listen, you've been dealt with certain cards. Life is going to be harder because you're this and because you're that. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that's not an excuse to complain. That's not an excuse to do that. Like, you have to work twice as hard than most people to achieve. And at the end of the day, you, you might feel better about yourself because you're going to know that you've earned every single thing. And it's not impossible because plenty of people have done it before you. So even with those, and it's only going better from there. Right. I mean, I'm the complete opposite, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you, I'm like hardcore, like optimistic, yeah. because I'm like, no, it's gonna change, man. I don't care. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll go yeah. to bed crying, and because I see all these horrible things, and I'm like, I don't care. Tomorrow's gonna be a better day, and like, we're gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. Get better. But like, I think it's each their own. <laughs> no, for real, to each their own, and that's what that's what I like about like these kind of things, right? Because it brings people together. You know, we get to hear not only one side, but we get to hear like a very distinct different style here, distinct different style there. And it's like, yeah, man, off of that, that's, I mean, it would have been a very short episode had we all had the same idea, right? So (laughs) I agree. Yeah, just quickly piggybacking off of uh, Kalilo. Yeah, I think it's so, so, so important to continue to have these conversations with, especially also with people who, well, not especially, but mm-hmm. including people whose um, views are different than ours. Obviously, if if the, the conversation is 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 
violent and it's not productive yeah. and I don't yeah obviously that's not helpful but oftentimes we feel like okay well you don't think the way that I think so I'm not going to talk to you and I think that that's not that that's not good because at the end of the day we have we have to conversate to move forward and it's kept it, yeah. But Those I really respect people who yeah. have like a really different opinion than me, but they stick their ground. Because I'm like, you know what? I I like I respect and I fuck with the fact that you have an opinion and you write so hard. Because you have so many people, they're indifferent. They're not even willing to have a conversation with you. That's right. And I'm like, you you know what? Like even if I don't like your opinion, like I respect that you stand your ground and you're willing to talk it out with people. And like for me, I think I've grown most from conversations with people who had different opinions than me. Like that's, that's how mm-hmm. you grow is like by being confrontated from situations and certain actions that you do and then you're like okay you know what i was wrong and you need to be humble because i mean exactly like even ultimately at the end of the day i was just like you know the world is beautifully diverse that's the one thing like people try to can try to deny that and say that one person is better than the other or one race is more superior than the other but at the end of the day we're still here you're not going to get rid of anybody because that's the way the world is supposed to be you know you're supposed to have all these different experiences you're supposed to have all these different paths and learn from each other you're not you're not we're not out here trying to change anybody's mindset you know at the end of the day if somebody's trying to like come to the conclusion that like they're trying to kill somebody or kill themselves yeah you know some perspective needs to change but like if, if if everybody's being healthy and they're not like stepping on anybody's toes then yeah they're entitled to their own kind of like beliefs on what life is about you know and it's like just the sharing of that it's, it's nice it's mm-hmm. like good episodes right <laughs> yeah but also like sigma and i for a long time were very different <laughs> and always been that way but it's like at the end fundamentally someone i respect tremendously like i think you know like mm-hmm. has great values we don't always see eye to eye the things but i really appreciate you you know as a person and like that's my point you know you don't have to be exactly the same with everybody for you to have a friendship and for it to be functional i think yeah, I think uh, yeah. at the end is just like we can have different perspective but at the minimum we need to have respect if respect is there mm-hmm. conversation then it can go a long way but if there's no respect then yeah it's going to be problematic because yeah. this conversation can go very feels philosophical man i can't speak today but <laughs> at the end of the day like if the person has good value they have they have good value you know what i'm saying so you know i could be so with somebody be that's with somebody um, maybe they're conser- like uh, on the right side and like, maybe be like say, you're, you're on the left side mm-hmm. and somebody else is on the right side that person on the right side can have like very like your values can be aligned and he can be a better person than somebody else that's also on the left side, but it's just like the worst person yeah, on the earth, you know? Also, that, that whole connotation that if you're conservative, that equals bad. And if you're liberal, whatever, that equals good is also problematic because it's not mm-hmm. true. Not true. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's yeah, like no, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> that honestly reminds me of like, you know, oh, and it just seems like, you know, a baiting kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like stir up some mm-hmm. trouble here, you know, put mm-hmm. the, this group against this group, you know, mm-hmm. probably all that stuff. Well, if, you, if, you, if you believe in, or if you vote for Trump, you, you're not black, like, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's that kind of stuff where it's just like, oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, no. I, Biden's got my vote. You know what I mean? And it's, it's kind of just like, are you going for his vote based on what he's saying? Like based on his views and his values and how he's gonna, you know, supply for the people that he's leading? Or are you going because of like, you know, the, the, the uh, social aspect, the social media aspect of it, where it's like, oh, Trump has been painted in this picture. Therefore, you know, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't go for him. 
You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, we all have our like perspectives on Trump and everything like that. I'm not trying to get into that, but I'm just saying like two people against each other in general, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of benefit in polarize the polarization and, and creating more distance yeah. and division amongst people because how do you how's it's a lot easier to control when people mm-hmm. are divided and it's a lot harder to when people are binded together. And if we could, would understand that when perspectives unite, so that includes conservative, liberalism, whatever else you can stack it up, that just means that we, we are getting more, like we're hitting layers, like all layers, you know, we're yeah. putting on different lens, lenses and we're able to get a bigger picture yeah. than we would have if we're just staring cons- consistently through one lens we have to we have to switch the lens and there's there's value in a lot of different um ways of thinking paradigms and whatnot and we can just pick what's best of all of them and then like making a smoothie like you know when you're making you know you have fruits different fruits and stuff you just yes. make it in i think of that same way like from your perspective you can mix it all out and then it gives you a good smoothie I, I like the idea, yeah. but at the end of the day, if somebody's winning, somebody is losing by default. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's true. That's true. So that, that's that's a dark reality of the world. Like because we can talk yes. utopia, and I agree with you guys, it would be good. But at the end of the day, if somebody's winning, somebody's losing automatically. But that's why presidency they only go for four years. You can't go for beyond that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It, it gives the other side. Maybe it's time to change the way we do things. There we go. <laughs> but I do, I, I'm, very, I'm very well aware that I am an idealist. That's why I'm, I'm friends with you, you know, because I cannot be friends with somebody like me. I would jump off <laughs> some, some balcony or something. But I'm just saying, like, it's good. You, you have that energy. And that's why I rock with you, because it balances out, you know? Yeah, and I think that that's how sometimes I, I just you need okay like i have these ideas but how can i concretely bring these to life yeah right Mm -hmm. but i i do want to constantly challenge that just because we've been doing things the same way for a long time doesn't mean that this is the only way that we can do things 100 percent. gravity is just a theory change is messy you can't you can't organize a bookshelf without first removing all the books and then reorganizing but people are afraid of that people yeah. are afraid to of that destabilization and, and 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 change is uncomfortable change is really really uncomfortable but i we people before us have put this system in place yeah. we can literally undo right. it and it, it's nothing true. when you do it like this it will take time and it's going to take um it, it's it's a mixture of uh like teaching and like like practical actions but um and it has to be continuous too and you know what i found funny you just mentioned it people like who wants to make the change like are us right because the new world belongs to us like yeah. but it's the old people who are like man world is going chaos like i don't want to be rude but like you're going to be gone in two weeks why and do you care so much about like what the, the world is going to become and their children they're teaching their children and their Fact, children but it, but it's them teaching their children being like yo don't let the world being this they're so afraid of change but it's like it's not even going to be your world so why are you so like pressed to put your ideals of like a, an ancient system just to keep traditions it doesn't make any well, sense 
it's like people sense. who are obsessed with go ahead Khalil oh sorry no I was just gonna say to, I mean it's like it's like uh, in a war you know you have two sides going against each other but mm-hmm. like you know this person here thinks that they're the good guy and their enemy's the bad guy same thing for right. the other person right so I mean it's just like to them as much as a, a, a demonic system that we could probably be in and everything like this it's like on their side you know they 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 have it spun around in a way where it's like, oh, you know, we must we must uh, preserve all the precious things that we found and discovered or you know, rediscovered in our society, you know? And, and so they pass that off to their child who's gonna see that beautiful dream of their grandparent. And, you know, anybody that comes out there, you know, questioning the racism, the racism equality of that dream, then it's gonna be, they're gonna be their enemy. Why? Because, you know, ultimately- I guess, right. They believe they're the good guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, yeah. Um, I think like, uh, you know, let, let, let's, this is kind of, I'm going off like a, a, on a, a tangent. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of before, but like, um, let's take science. Science is a working model, right? It is constantly being falsified and it's constantly changing, you know, things that we thought were true some years ago, some years later, now nah, we realize that's not true. Now this is what this is what we've we've discovered. This is what we're we're writing with. Yeah. Well, that's what we need to apply with all of these different institutions and sy- systems in place. Some exactly. of these institutions, most of these institutions, have been in place for years and years and years and years. They are not working. They never worked, anyways, because they were built on oppression and, and yeah. genocide and everything else. But it's time to change. This is not uh, like. It does not work for 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 the world that we're in right now anymore. <laughs> yeah. We need to change. We need to change. So does that does that mean we have to like physically remove the maybe the older generation from them? <laughs> I mean, they're they're gonna they're they're gonna leave. They're gonna leave at some point. Yeah, yeah. But I think like it's 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 also like uh, it's not people. It's mm. the 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 policies, the laws. Like these things yeah. are are. Are what need to, to to be changed. There's so there's so many different ways, but like mm-hmm. we're looking more of a like legal point of view, like dans la chambre des communes, yeah. when we're going to be electing, we elect the municipal councillors that are then going to be in the the la chambre des communes en train de débattre pour des projets de loi. We got to make sure that we're electing people who um, reflect. What we want, yeah, exactly. You know, and then for the school education system, making sure, like, decolonizing the 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 um, what do you call it? Like the the school the system, the school system. Like what we're what we're being taught, for example, in history, bringing in more widely racist the school like history classes, and it's just like there was uh, examples of Canadian books, like and they were with pictures for children and saying like the whole indigenous situation that they were living hand in hand. Like no, that was this was a genocide. Like why are you teaching this to kids? They're like yeah, but that's other. It's gonna scare them, but that's the truth. The truth is scary. You should tell them the truth. You shouldn't change history because it's uncomfortable. Very facts, important facts, facts, yeah. For schools to, to, what what kids are learning in school is so important. Kids, kids are in school for what, 80, 80% of their, 
their life. <laughs> <What they're laughs> At least it feels that way for sure. sure. <laughs> it's so important. Sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, it's just very important. And I know, um, like if it's with the boards and there's so many, so much technicalities, but um, yeah, it's, it really goes into changing like, like policy, like the written stuff. And then it's dealing with also physical people. Like if we're, if we're having, we're dealing with someone who's racist, homophobic, whatever, whatever, removing them, being dealt with like, no, 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 we're not gonna accept this anymore. You're problematic, bye. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other thing that we need to do. That's right. Okay. Okay. I mean, we've yeah, we 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 talked a lot. I mean, that was that was a great uh, conversation. <laughs> How much time that was? That's Anybody good. has uh, like uh, feelings inside that they wanted to to, to <laughs> any other opinions? You got something in your heart? Let out. I just quickly want to say I, huh? I also don't. I do not have all the answers, and I am also limited mm-hmm. in my view. I my perspective is what I've been able to learn thus far and what I've been able to experience thus far. And I know that there's so much more for me to learn and there's anything that I've said and uh, can be amplified by other people for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm, I'm really glad that you invited us onto your platform (laughs) and we can talk and share. Cause at the end of the day, like, and that's the other thing too. I think it's so important to talk, even if you don't like, I think it's, important to know when to talk and when to listen, but right. also share what you know. And it's okay if you, what, you're, what you know is not like, you don't know everything. You're not, you're, we're con- constantly learning and we're constantly, you know, we're not meant to, to know everything right now. Yeah. So, a, lot of, a lot of times in conversation, you'll find people like so dead set on their views that right. like, and, and and it's like you find out now nah, they're reading what like Thomas the Third said is in some book or whatever, and it's like mm-hmm. you weren't there, but you're talking like you were. So it's like it's it's very important that like um, you know exactly what Bila was saying. You know, it's very important that like you know we acknowledge the fact that hey, we don't we don't have all the answers, and that's what everybody should take away from you know these episodes mm-hmm. that we do, right? You know, because it's like you can have conversation about anything. The the beautiful thing about it is that like yeah, you know we are still all learning and we are still going through like, you know, our lessons in life that's going to teach us everything or that or whatever. But then there's no, there's no level of like concrete information that like, yeah, that we'll ever find. Right. Because it's like, you know, we always have to be open to other people's perspectives. We always have to accept the fact that, Hey, you know, what, what, what we're saying, what I'm saying is just, is just my perspective. And it's what I've gathered, like exactly like you, uh, like you just put. So no, that's, that's perfect. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my closing thoughts would be, um, well, we cannot thrive for equality because we're not equal as of right now, we're not equal. So mm-hmm. we should thrive for equity because equality is everybody gets the same treatment. Everybody gets the same thing. And equity is um, like the resources are distributed to, be, to people based of their needs as the res- recipients. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would say we're not equal at all. And it's okay that we're not equal but uh, we should be treated fairly. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And what about you, uh, Mariska? I think my closing thoughts is that there's always things that you can do to just level up in the way that you want to act, just like reading a lot more and having difficult conversation with your friends and ch- like changing maybe the circle around you. I think these are all steps that are like 
not only uh, white people have to be accountable or held accountable, like every person has to be checking their own shit. Like, oh my God, like, yeah, like I need to change that. Like, hum- like to be humble at the end of the day, like in the growing experience as a society to be better. I think if everybody's open to the idea that they might be wrong, we might get somewhere. So yeah. facts, facts. less arrogance. Yeah in the learning process and just be more open to the fact that yeah people are different from me like they come from different backgrounds we they are attracted to different things they have different interests i think you know like just being able to be like so what you know like mm-hmm. we're different but doesn't mean that we can't coexist doesn't mean just you know to find ways to coexist more peacefully and with people who benefit a little less from that discrimination i think and you be like what would be your 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 the morale or your closing closing statement uh yeah i think just a mix of what mahuska and vic said like Mm. um i think on one hand what mahuska said is yeah people are different why does that bother people so much? it really shouldn't more than that (laughs) the point is to be respectful and understand that okay what you like is not maybe what I like and what I vibe with whatever but what's important is that you're not being harmful to others and um yeah I don't know I, I, I wouldn't add anything else than like what Vic and yeah. Yeah, the bottom line is just be respectful yeah standing yeah. the most that you can and be kind open-minded all of this stuff empathetic you know mm-hmm. if you're not empathetic you're just pathetic so you know <laughs> that's a good one well i want to say thank you guys for uh, receiving me again thank you it was an interesting episode yes. and uh yeah i did have the day conversations are important because we don't know what we don't know until we know that we don't know <laughs> it makes sense but it's true so and yeah, like 100%. everybody watching this episode like always don't be afraid to speak up your your mind or your opinion even if you think that you're gonna get chastised for it people are gonna throw stones for your opinion because today's society is very much like this you, yeah. people are like ready to cancel you for an opinion but sometimes you really have to say an opinion and hear yourself saying it realize okay you know what that's dumb and I've learned plenty of things because I'm not afraid of speaking my mind, regardless of how I feel like people are going to react to what I say. And this yeah. way, like I learned so many things because I was speaking my mind for like, yo, that's kind of fucked up. And they, they correct me. So yeah, don't be afraid of like speaking your mind. And if people like want to cancel you because you have a different opinion, a different mm-hmm. upbringing, like that, that doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> stick to it. To it. Sit right. with your chest. Sit with your chest. Sit with your chest. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if burn you at the stake for that, then as long as you you're not doing anything wrong to other people, you know what I mean? Like the right. seeing somebody like conform and change, you know, just to, to to cater to those people that are like bashing them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think don't be like afraid to ask. I'd rather you know, like ask people than like give uninformed opinions. I think people like they think they have to have the answer to everything but I think that's false you can always ask and like oh my god like I don't really know much about this but I know that you do like can you teach me like can you like give me links to stuff you know like how can I grow from that 100% Frankie Frankie I was just gonna say also it's really important 
quickly, just very, very important also, if you're in a conversation with someone to not be d- rude and, and mean. And even if mm-hmm. like someone says something that's like a little off or whatever, right? because if you're, if you're going to react that way, you're not, oh, how, who, that person is not going to feel comfortable ever again to, 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 to speak mm-hmm. up to, or say anything, you know, let's not act holier than thou. Like just Facts. normalize, just having conversation. And if someone says something that's like not right or whatever, just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I realized you said this or whatever, like, because imagine mm-hmm. how much how much facts you could actually be spitting, but like if the person is is feeling insulted as you're saying them, then you're just wasting your breath. Yeah. If, never- yeah, if they yeah. don't like the messenger, it's game over. They're not gonna hear you. That yes. also yes, yes, yes. that's like a character trait. Yeah, yeah. it is a character trait, <laughs> but at the same time, like it's maturity as well, you know, because the character trait comes from being very emotional. Yeah, it comes from entitlement. Mm-hmm. like ego pretty much you know you see yourself as this way so it's like anybody that kind of questions that or makes you feel like you're less than that you know you're gonna you're gonna strike it with your emotions but i think like experiences for me that i have grown were where i was wrong <laughs> so it's like you know somebody needed to check me and you know like you check other people but you get checked as well and you're like you know what yeah you're right like how, like i need to get better and i need to have that hard conversation <laughs> The thing is, it's, it's in those moments, it's it's a it's a tough pill to swallow. Sometimes it's like, damn. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to hear. <laughs> and then you that's, that's when the arms come up, and you're like, well, no, and then you get defensive. <laughs> I, I like, admit. One of yeah, the so most satisfying feeling in the entire world, you know, like we're talking about like eating food, having sex, but one of the most satisfying feeling is just learning and learning for real. Like, yeah. you know, when you're actually learning something and it's sticking in, not talking about like you're, you're literally teaching some math formula and you're like kind of learning, but I'm talking like you're just imbuing yeah. what the other person is saying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's making so much sense to you. It's so satisfying. So I'm, I don't understand why people are so like tight, actually always being right and being so close-minded. It came to like one, one philosophy and it's like, you cannot change my philosophy. I'm not going to be open like, those type yeah. of people's like you not have conversation like they're always just gonna like clap back with hey that's my perspective they're always gonna def- have their defense like oh that's just one philosophy like nah, missing yeah. a lot yeah that's exactly. what the thing is i think those types of people they 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 really 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 identify way too hard with their beliefs and they mm-hmm. they become like i i think there's yeah like it's 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 it becomes like they they make it a personality trait you know like it's a part of them and being like feeling like that is wrong is like oh then i'm losing a part of me exactly which i think is also another philosophical concept where like 100 you have to be careful not to just as much as you shouldn't be attached to material things be ready to also let go of of your beliefs and pers- right. like certain values that maybe at the time we're like yes this is this is right i i believe this fully and then realize oh you know what finally that's that's not it i'm but i, also I, I think a lot of people don't know how to be like told that they're wrong like people have these like exactly like you said they're, they they make it a character trait they make it their personality so when you check them on it they're like their response is you're telling me i'm a bad person. that's right 
not like where uh, the conversation should be. Oh no, Mouska, we can't hear you. Oh no, I think now it's working. Uh, yeah. uh, I was just, I was just saying like they think that when you question an action that they do, like they're like you're telling him a bad person because they made that mm. their personality. Yeah. Like, saying so it's like you know yeah that's the other thing too why like who said that i didn't say that no no, no, but they're like they're so defensive when you like question one thing that you do and they're just like they lead it to another conclusion which is outside of what you're originally saying but because they have their interpretation (laughs) there's what you said and how they take it so you know it's it's all ego right and your ego is is there a, a need for ego it's a good question, but I feel like most likely no. Your ego is not gonna bring you anything good. But no, for real, you know, for real. I feel like your ego is is there. It's your personality, like so. I, it's a part of you, whether you like it or not. But it's just like you know, is it gonna be exhibiting bad traits or good traits, right? Because your your ego, you know, it kind of it gives you your self identity, right? So it's like when you go out in the world, you can be different because of your ego, right? But then it's like, yeah, if your ego is unbalanced or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever problem is there with it then yeah, that's when, that's when you're going to like start thinking and perceiving things negatively through it. Good point. Yeah I, yeah. Think, yeah, I think some people don't want their, like they're not, they don't want their ego to be hurt. So they yeah. always want their ego to just be like, they kind of just stay still and yeah. not have any like, uh, where I was going with this? I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel you, I feel you. Yeah. Sometimes you try to go yeah. too deep and it's like, you just lose your thoughts, but yeah. That's what happens when you have conversations for what? For days. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I already know. I think it's a good time now to finish it up with something just more uh, relaxed. So we're going to go with our little uh, segment, music for day mm-hmm. segment. So on this right. segment, as everybody knows, everybody, you know, you know show, choose a song that, you know, I don't know, any type. It could be a throwback, could be a new song, anything that you might have just mm-hmm. recently you want to share to the people. So uh, who wants to start? Who has uh, maybe a song in mind or something they wanted to share? Does it have to be a song related to what we talked to? Uh, no, it, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Well, I can start. Um, I really like this artist, Omale. Um, his name is Omale. He sounds like Wiz Boy a little bit, so it's O-M-A-H space L-A-Y. He does... Oh, I know him. Yeah, I know this artist. Yeah? yeah? Okay, yeah. but it's really good. So I've been listening to mostly his music. So you can put that if you want what's, to. What's the song what's that you recommend? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y-E space Y-E space Y-E. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a beat. Oh, I had cool. Okay, so who's next? Uh, Sigma Leo, Bila. Uh, um, Bila, you want to go? Um, sure. Uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> On the spot. I have mine. I have mine. Actually, I just wanted oh, to be polite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so from from Master Plan, it's a group, and they do a uh, metal. So it's it's different, but uh, they have this song called "Spirit Never Dies." And it just resonates with me because it's all about not giving up and not knowing when, you know, sometimes you're one day away from your goal mm-hmm. and you, that's your mentality, you know, like you're always one day away from your goal. That's why you have to work and you have to work hard and yeah. basically talking about the experience of burning, you know, and it's not until you burn that you're going to start to learn. That's one of the bar in that song. So yeah, spirit, spirit never dies yeah. and master plan is the, the group. That's perfect. Oh, that's, oh, oh. Uh, that's from Master Plan. 
Yeah. Public yeah. Um, for me, oh, there's so much I could say. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go with uh, the song. I guess I've been listening to more recently. It's called "The Journey" by Tom Mitch. I think is how you pronounce oh, his Mitch, name. Ewa actually showed me that song, and it's very, it's a very simple song. It's mostly, it's, it's, in, it's instrumental okay the, what first thing that attracted me to it was the title the mm -hmm. journey because yeah, yeah. you know life is a journey. journey you yeah. finding yourself being like it's everything it's just it's, just, it's a journey it's a journey and I, I i feel like he takes us on a little journey in that song and it's just it's just it's very simple and i i i find like a lot of pleasure and, and simplicity and I, a lot of beauty and simplicity and like mm. that's just one of everyone them. went really deep <laughs> the song i chose was dope <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. That, that's a good idea that you have that segment at the end of the conversation yeah no because mm. uh, like music like i love music but like music is kind of like a conversation with sounds like when mm. like mm -hmm. I, i'm more connected with songs where it's like you can feel like it's it's like Someone else is talking to you, but it's through through a through a sound. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like you're the you're the person speaking. You know, it's crazy. Even I, if you can't sing, <laughs> you feel like you're the right. one singing the song. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well said. Well said. And uh, Kalilo, I, I don't know. I want to go last. You go, Kalilo. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, cool. 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 All right. For this week, I'm gonna go with a dope song that I heard, uh, and it's called "Good and Plenty" by. Uh, let's see. That's Alex Eiley, Masego. You know, and you know that song, Kalilo. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, I know like, yeah, you know it, huh? Yeah, you see, it's a dope song. Yeah. It's so mellow. It's so chill. It's so like you can just vibe with it. It's um, it's definitely it's what I've been having on repeat recently. So I only figured it out. I only found it like what two, three days ago or so. So yeah, okay. that's, that's what I'm. Maxego and Alex Ailey. I feel like uh, Frankie is gonna share all the songs in in his oh, yeah, Instagram page. So like, uh, yeah, oh, we okay. also have cool. uh, like for people who wants to see that we have like a Spotify playlist. Yeah, so that's true. All of our songs from every, like we have tones, like chapters. So every episode yeah. that we've done that segment, I put in the songs there. So even your songs, uh, Mahuska, Sigma, and Vila, it's going to be on the playlist so people that's can so find cool. it there. And uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be on the Instagram page. So you'll that's be right. able to see it. It's actually a really nice playlist, too. I was, I was listening to it the other, the other day and I was like, uh -huh. yeah, I was really vibing with it. <laughs> like all the tracks, they're just bangers on there. So yeah, yeah. let me check it out. Check it out. So for me, ah, that's tough. Oh, damn, I have multiple. Oh, I had like three or four songs in my list. I'm like, ah, damn, damn. what am I going to go with? Hard to pick one, eh? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. You know what? I feel like there's a, a female missing there. So I'm going to put in a, a female artist. Okay. I'm going to go with, um, shoot, who am I going to go with? Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with, actually, I'm going to go with a French song. So her name is uh, Océane. But like, oh, yeah. Artist, artist name is like a V instead of uh, A, so it's like O-C-E-V-N-E. -E. And she's a French artist, but she, she's actually half half Burundian, half uh, Congolese. So shout oh, out to Burundi. Oh, oh, some Burundi. <laughs> that's cool. So, you know, that's why I like her too. And yeah. uh, the song is PPN, um, like PPN. It says, it means like, Pourquoi pas nous? So it's like, you know, cool R&B uh, Bob song. I really like her. So yeah, that's my song. So Océane, PPN. Awesome. Yo. Good shit. Another successful episode. Oh, you know, no. 
Yeah, D, yo, thank you. Thank you, Vila. Thank you, Sigma. Thank you, Mariska. Yo, you guys have been Everyone. amazing. And, you know, thank you so, so, so much. Thank you so much. This is really fun. Yeah. I could literally <laughs> talk with you guys for hours. I could have kept going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, the, for days. <laughs> for days. For, literally, for days. For legit days. Yo, Vila, it's so nice to see you, Vic, too. And uh, yeah. it's really nice to meet you. <laughs> Not being rude. It's really nice to meet you. No, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. Um, nice to meet you, Maruska. And one thing about our podcast, too, when we have guests, you're always welcome to, you know, come back on another episode right. we can talk about, you want to talk about it. So, yeah we'll be thanks man yeah, yeah. for sure for sure oh, nice before, uh if anybody wanted to like i don't know give a instagram link or anything yeah, just to, be able to find you or Favorite part. So uh yeah. Uh, subscribe on uh Sigma D Leo if you like anime. I just don't I don't want like anyone there. If you like anime, subscribe on Sigma D Leo, 150 subs, and we're going for 300 by the end of the year. So yeah, we're going strong. And uh you can also find me on Instagram at uh Leovic underscore 13. You heard it first. Everybody who likes is, is it One Piece, right? Your anime? A one One Piece. I'm gonna have different niche, but I'm I'm trying to grow first talking about One Piece. Yeah. But soon enough, we're gonna talk about like Marvel stuff and nice. that's that's the big plan. That's the big plan. That's the big plan. Don't think too much of your plan because someone could could rob your idea. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> facts, facts. You might find someone talking about some Marvel stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, and uh, Mahuska Bila, you wanted to uh, to link anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't find me. No, you, you don't deserve to find me. <laughs> uh, follow, follow Sigma Leo's channels. Yes. <laughs> follow him. <laughs> Yo, Bila, what about TikTok? Oh yeah, you're no, don't find me on TikTok. It's like a, a under underground TikTok superstar. It doesn't really be like gonna blow up, man. Be like gonna blow up. But if you follow on Instagram, it's, it's great. What I've realized, what I've realized is, uh -huh. I want to be seen by the people that I know. Okay. Any, yeah. Anything else? Is, is is okay like i i don't i don't want to be i don't want to be perceived by too many people because then yeah, i feel like I'm low key. Yeah. i yeah because then i feel like i realized i will be just it's, but it's people be can be people okay. that you don't know can be more impacted by what you do than people that you do know you yeah. never know it's okay it's it's not even about <laughs> other people it's literally just about me <laughs> like i just i like making tiktoks i, I love to dance it's really like a form yeah. of expression for me yeah. from like from as long for as long as i can remember and i feel like if there's too many people watching then i'm gonna start being like oh like mm. you have to watch. I, I, i'll just feel too like i'll get anxious about it I and see. i'll start to question what i what i do and then i, I don't mm. want that i just to each I'm their own yeah TikTok yeah. is not for everybody some people can can be great on camera and do their dances but others like yo i don't mind just dancing in my kitchen doing my own little mm. videos but mm. yeah with the window open so that you know their neighbors can see them dancing i've been there many times <laughs> no, but i have so many neighbors that just you know right. 
you, you know, you, you look outside, you try to get some fresh air, and then you can't even because, you know, you feel like you if they turn around, you're going to be leaving. You know, it's like, no, it's, it's not. You just have your window open. It's like, you know, you, have, you need to have an I don't care mindset. I, I'll be dancing. <laughs> yeah. The neighbor might see me. I don't give a damn. I'm Yo, it, it is an experience. Like, what Bilal was saying is true because when I started having, like, a bit of traction, you know, I remember when I had, like, uh, 20 subscribers. Yeah, like, you know, this was fame. And I was, I started being a little bit like uh, self-conscious about my product. Like, man, more people are watching me. And, but I feel like it is a necessary step in, for every content creator is going through that phase. But eventually you're going to go through, uh, through that and level up. And you're going to, like Frankie said, you're going to reach that level where you just don't give a fuck. Let, let the world see me. And that's one of the best experiences you're ever going to feel. If you ever want to do that, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoy being seen by the people, like, I, I love sharing my TikToks on Instagram, as you, as you all know. Like, I, I love that, but these are people that I, like, know. Yeah, so know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm. but yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe. Hey, yeah, maybe. So, <laughs> so, Bila, you're saying that you're open. You're open maybe in the, in the future. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, it's funny that you say that because I like being seen by people that don't know me rather than people who know me for some reason. Yeah. I'm kind of on too. I think it depends on what, though. Yeah. Right. For my content, that being said. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, like, for me, it really depends on, like, like it's something hella embarrassing. I'd rather it be in front of people I'll never see again. But that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Good point. Okay. So I think this. Uh, I think this is the the conclusion. I mean, we can talk for another hour or two, but we're gonna keep that for another episode. Episode. Yeah. Have to stay tuned for that one. <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to keep talking, I'm I'm gonna be here for a minute. Yeah, I'm down. You can stop recording though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys don't get the behind the scenes stuff. So. Yeah, we get, yeah, we can stop recording and I can pull out a glass of wine. <laughs> uh, yo, that would have been dope yeah. to the podcast as well. But yo, Frankie, take us home, man. Take us home. <laughs> yeah, Frankie, take us home. You gotta close the episode. <laughs> yeah, so yo. Another great episode, the conversation for days. Uh, make sure people to subscribe, like, comment. Um, it'll be, you know, on YouTube. It'll be on Facts. Spotify, all the other, you know, audio. We actually now, we're actually on TikTok now. So we are putting like little clips on TikTok of our you know, old episodes and also the new episode too. We're going to put in some clips. So, you know, we're trying to grow, find other people. We're just tired of the nine to five, man. <laughs> are we all? Are we That's all? Too That's too he's done. He's done. Oh, but, uh, sorry, Yo I really love your hair. Like I kept seeing your pictures and stuff. Like it's so fire. <laughs> love it. Thank you, Yo. I when I felt like for so long, I've been wanting to dye my hair, but I just never, I just never did it. And then, nice. thank you. That's I really. Fire. <laughs> Okay, cool. I close it off with some nice compliments, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, any, any last thoughts, Gabriel? Last thoughts, yo. Same thing, you know. Always stay safe, happy, and healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, live yeah. your life mm -hmm. to its fullest. Uh, you know, don't think you know everything because you don't have to. <laughs> you know, part of the joy is uh, is uh, learning from everybody as well too. So you know, just uh, you know, stay tuned for the next episode. We got some more. For sure. Mm -hmm. Hi, people. It was a pleasure. Uh, take it easy and uh, peace and chicken grease and blessings assalamu alaikum there we go, <laughs> go. <laughs> ramadan ramadan kareem to whoever all my muslim 
and brothers and sisters who are who are fasting Go. during this. Shout out to y'all too. <laughs>